This is Jocko Podcast number 169 with Echo Charles and me, Jocko Willink. Good evening, Echo. Good evening. And tonight we have a return guest by the name of Jody Minnick. So before listening to this podcast, if you have not listened to podcast 24, 25, and 111, then go back and listen to those podcasts first so that you can hear about Jody's life growing up, joining the Canadian Army, his trials and tribulations in the Canadian Army, his successes and his failures, how he eventually became a sniper, served overseas, eventually in Afghanistan, where he was wounded badly, lost both of his legs, but drove on, became a successful politician in the city of Ottawa, and was carrying on with his life. But things were not as pretty on the inside as they might have appeared on the outside. And when Jody came back on for podcast 111, I had a suspicion that things might not be going that great. There seemed to be something lurking just beneath the surface. And for whatever reason, and there is no good reason that I can give, I didn't say anything. And I actually talked to a couple of my buddies who thought the same thing, who said, man, Jody didn't quite sound right on that. And it was the same thing that I thought. It was the same thing that I could sense in my gut. And my gut was right. There was more going on behind the scenes. And Jody is back today to explain where he's been, what happened, how he slipped off the path, and how he has gotten back on it. So, Jody. Jago. Welcome back. Thank you, brother. And I guess I mean that in more ways than one. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, talk to me, bro. <laughs> Jeez. Um, getting wounded sucked. And, uh, and you know, you, when, when, when was I here last? Uh, Probably January, about a year ago. January 2018, I think. Uh, yep. Kelly and I rolled through. Kelly uh, wasn't there, but I, I don't know if anybody can see her here. But Kelly is my fiance and my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, she's present. And here. she's present. If and you're she not was, watching on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. And uh, so is our dog, Athena. Um, but anyway, yeah, man, I, um, I spent 2007 to 2017 pretending I had prosthetic feet that didn't, I get, pretending it didn't matter. I guess that I'd had my feet blown off, and um, Kelly saw what happened. Like at some point uh, after I was elected, um, what was the position you were elected to? City a city councilor. So I think I don't know. You called them aldermen down here, maybe. Yeah, something like um, that. And because I had just come off the Amazing Race Canada, um, and I was second place on that, so I was popular in Canada. And so that helped me win the election, but also raised my profile in Canada. Mm-hmm. And so they made me the sports commissioner for the city, and I was the veterans uh, liaison and things like that. And um, my personal relationship wasn't going that well. And, you know, things like that. So things in the background, like you said, of life. You know, everyone says, oh, you look like the perfect family. But, you know, like it's uh, what else are you going to put on Facebook? Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, that's what it's for. And, uh, you know, uh, we were just going in different directions and that's fine. So I actually uh, uh, we actually split up 
and moved out in fall of 16. And I found the the politics job, um, frankly, as eager and um, as I was to serve, because politics, despite what most people think, is service to your country. Uh, Most politicians uh, could probably make twice as much money doing other things. And just like like when my book came out on flinching, um, I had that deal in place before I started campaigning. And I was like, well, well, and also the amazing race. Right. So I was like, one of these things will work out. Mm-hmm. Turned out I, I got I got I got, uh, you know, what do you call it? in craps where you throw and you get the dice are good. Seven. Okay. I got seven with every roll. So nice. the, so the show worked, and then the book worked, and then uh, and then the election I won it. So I had all these things to juggle, you know. And uh, and when I but when I got elected, and I was like happy about it because I was like medically retiring that in 2014. I medically retired, and I uh, didn't want to, of course, like all soldiers, right? We want to carry on. I was, I wanted to train more snipers and more troops, but anyway, I'm in service to my country. Awesome, and uh, you know. Um, People tell you something like, uh, you know, going out for the SEALs. It's not what you see on TV and it's this and that. And you go, yeah, okay. And of course you know that. But until you're there, there's really no way. No one can prepare you for it, right? You have to experience it. You have to actually live it. Yeah, like sniper school, you have to go. Like There's no way to prepare unless you do it. So uh, politics is the same. And, And I'm a straight guy and, you know, we are honorable men uh, for the most part and we do our best to stick to our word and 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 politics I'm not saying that it's not that but there's a whole lot of pretending uh, and by pretending I mean you have to say one thing and mean another and you know it's not necessarily lying but it's not necessarily the truth and and uh, the political brinkmanship that is with that job means always holding your cards very tight and um, you know and I, I know when I'm a I'm a combat guy, you know, I'm, a, I'm action, I'm about getting things done. And, and although that worked in a lot of ways for politics and in a lot of other ways, it, it wasn't meshing. So I had no, I had a couple colleagues on council that I, that I liked and I hung out with, but for the most part, I didn't have any friends. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And my soldier uh, brothers and sisters, they were around, but now I'm this guy who's a politician and a best-selling author and I was on Amazing Race. So... Whenever I hung out, it was like, hey, let's talk about what you're doing, me. And I'm like, can we just talk about the last UFC? Or, hey, what's going on at the unit? Or what's the latest equipment acquire, acquired that's cool? Um, people are inviting me places. I'm the guest of honor here. And this, and, and I'm, I'm like, I'm missing just being Jody, mm-hmm. um, you know. And, and it got to a point where I was, uh, and then on, on top of it, my legs were not cooperating like they just didn't want to take the beating of everyday life anymore and uh and so i started drinking again and and it was drinking to mask the pain mostly but also so what does that look like when you first of all how how long had you stopped drinking for or did you completely I never stop? stopped drinking but i was because i got addicted to the opioids Pardon me. Because I got addicted to my Oxycontin, I didn't want to take pain meds. Mm-hmm. So at the end of a day, long day, so I'd show up at the office usually between 6 and 8, um, you know, if depending on what was going on, of what committees I was sitting on or of council, what meetings. And, and then politics is all about being places to shake hands. 
as well. And that's, I love that part, meeting people, talking to people. It's awesome. I have no, you know, uh, me and the mayor got along and I, you know, I, I get along with the other two levels of government and it was fun. And, and you go places and you represent veterans and that's the important thing for me. And, you know, the whole point to get into politics was to be a better representative for my brothers and sisters that, that are now veterans. Yeah. Cause I got to throw this out there where you talked about how, when you're a politician, you're serving your country. And unfortunately, there's a lot of politicians that when they're politicians, they're serving themselves. Yeah. And I'm sure you must have seen that. And I know that's what makes people get that stereotypical negative attitude towards politicians. Yeah. Because oftentimes politicians are just looking out for themselves. their best interests. Yeah. And whether that means they're doing things inside their district because they just want to get something for themselves like more money but but oftentimes it's they're just doing what they need to do to get reelected I which was, is still yeah. self-serving well that's the funny thing with politics is if you're self-serving hmm it's it's a it's a catch-22 what you right and you just yeah. you just pointed it out right like if i get reelected i can still continue to do this for my community but i have to get reelected mm-hmm. so i do this to get reelected and then i can do this for my community yeah it's kind of like you got to play the game yeah it's that uh, your favorite word the dichotomy, dichotomy. of of politics so um, <laughs> quite often though i found myself uh, like there was one uh, thing where my staff were, and it was, and it's you know the stupidest things uh, can can get you, at, especially at city level. The hardest level of politics, and I, in Canada anyway, I don't know about here, but is the city level, the municipal level, because mm-hmm. you are you are plugged into ninety percent of most people's daily lives, flushing water, fl- uh, our toilets flushing, water running, nine one one working, the dog park, you know, being cleaned up, the grass, you know, snow plowed. If you're in Canada, here I guess. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys have? Storm drains that maybe get plugged now and then? Potholes. In Potholes. Road, I guess, in Potholes is a huge issue in Ottawa, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, it's you're always on. So you go around, you meet people. And, and so, you know, I love that part. But my legs started to just go. And so I didn't want to take the pills. And, <clears throat> and what causes that? Is it just the um, friction beat down on your legs yeah. all day long every day? Well, it's like, uh, you know, your your elbows are designed for, you know, a certain amount of weight bearing, right? And the skin there, mm-hmm. it can handle it. But now try weight bearing on your forearm, yeah. you know, uh, unless you really work at it, you know. Uh, and even then, the skin there will never take weight like your elbows will. And that's what happens with, with prosthetics and with amputations. And, and so... Um, I was also wearing my legs in a, what's called a suction with a suction system. And so what that is is the, the liner around my that I put over my leg before I put them into the socket has like a gasket. And it pushes the air out, uh, and it's a one-way valve. One-way valve. And so then it's like – and so it's a vacuum, right? And so that vacuum was constantly pulling on the leg. And for – most people have no issue. But for whatever reason, um, and I looked around and I realized that most double below knee amputees use a sleeve. Mm -hmm. So now I use a sleeve. But at the time, because every layer is that much more uh, dexterity lost in the movement of your knee. Right. And I'm like, I'm like I was telling Echo before the show. Like I've I've done things with prosthetics that most of the the guys that make them are like I've never seen anybody break it this way like or I've never seen this type of damage or like you did what like you're not supposed to do these things as a double amputee and so I just wanted the most mobility possible but I was actually losing mobility because of the pain that I was putting myself through so my my skin just couldn't handle that constant suction and so um, 
So I was drinking, you know, I'd tough it out, grit my teeth. And at the end of the day, we go to the pub next to City Hall, have a few drinks, talk some politics. And usually I'm the last one there. And and then like, you know. Did it it escalate to that? Where where you're like, oh yeah, we're gonna have a couple drinks. And then it's like, oh yeah, a couple drinks and most people are gone, it's all, I'm still fine. And then eventually you look around and you're like, oh, I'm the last person here. And oh, it's been three weeks that I've been the last person here. It was like three months, yeah, it was six months. And then like, and I was known now, you know, and then in city count, like the inside politics of of city hall was Jody, you know, if you want a party called Jody. You know, or, or where's Jody at? That's where the fun is. And, you know, and I'm not saying like it was like crazy uh, things that you see on uh, House of Cards or anything like that. But if there was an event, I was there, you know, and, you know, and again, like for a bit of it was avoiding going home um, and dealing with that situation properly. And then um, the more pain I was in and then, you know, and then the more pain I'm in, the more I'm, I'm drinking and then the more I'm drinking and then um you're just putting yourself through more damage, right? Like you're out later, but because you're not feeling it, you're out later. Then you're causing more damage, right? So I move out fall of 16, and then in spring of 17, my legs are just, they're done. They're just like, like I i uh, i came back. I did this thing in Canada called Canada Reads, and it's a national thing where like you, you read a book, and then you try to get it to win the contest. And it's a week in Toronto, and... Um, and I did that, and I gritted my way through it. And then I got home, and I was at my old house with with my ex and my kids, and and uh, and I took my legs off after because I just I went there straight from the flight because I wanted to see the girls, and I took my legs off, and like she would like my ex, she was there the night I was wounded, and she said that she'd never heard me in the ten years she's known me make those types of pain sounds from pain, and because I took my legs off, and it was it was just like torture, like because. While you have the pressure on and, and, and you're using them, like it kind of, you know, then you sprain an ankle maybe, you know, yeah. and you go around on like it. Like numbs it for yeah, a Yeah, but at the end of the day, when you get off, take the weight off, that's when it really hurts. Um, that's basically what happened. And she was like, wow, I've never heard you make those noises. You must be in real pain. So after that, I just couldn't wear my legs anymore. And that's like, I mean, I saw you almost a year later. I was still in my wheelchair. Yeah. How much of that is, I know you were going hard, working hard, how much of that is because you're spending an extra three, four hours a day standing around at the bar drinking? How much of that is because the the damage that alcohol is doing to your system? Oh, yeah. How I much mean, of it is self-imposed? A good 50%, I'd say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, just getting out of bed and putting the legs on hurt. And then, you know, it's like, it's like again, when you, I, I, I always go to the ankle because I used to sprain them a lot when I had them. And, um... And that sucks as an infantry guy, but I learned how to tape them and I did some exercises. But, but you know, like once getting into your boot, once you're in there, though, and you lace it up and you're usually good to go then, right? So that's what I was doing every single morning for like a year. And and then like, I, and then, you know, I'm just going to say it now. I started abusing cocaine and then to go because, you know, when you have a few drinks, uh, you start to wobble and. And unfortunately, I picked up the habit after my first rotation in Afghanistan. It was like kind of like a seeking that thrill again. I don't know. I'm sure you've had a lot of troops tell you this type of thing, but um, and 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 it goes out of your system in a couple of days. And whereas weed is there for months at a time, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm I, I don't know. I've never, I hadn't I hadn't d- touched anything since like high school when my buddy's hot mom sold hash, <laughs> and me and my other buddy would hang out and buy. I'd buy it. I never, I only smoked it like three times. But anyway, um, then you're out even longer and you're still wearing your legs even longer. 
and you know and any and what was the what was the how did you that's a you kind of just said oh yeah i was drinking and then i was doing some cocaine yeah I know. for me that's a big step like <laughs> i mean well we need to because here's the thing i want people to understand what opened that door up what right, made you say right. to yourself you know what i'm I'm a politician or I'm a wounded vet. I can do kind of whatever I want. Or, well, that was part of it. Yeah. Um, I, I, because I had so much success and I was so much, um, you know, it was my name on the, on the door, uh, you know, and, 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 and at first, like I went in with full intentions of being, doing the honorable thing and this, and, and, and being, being a stand up guy. And, and I, I think I was for a lot of part, but where I started going down is when it was the booze and the and the coke started to fill in the gaps where I should have been at home or in the gym or or things like I was seeking immediate reward, you know? Like I would like say I powered through a week of pain and and like getting up early and going cuz I was tr- you know, right up until I moved out of the house, like I was training for a bodybuilding show, I was looking good, I was feeling good, I was going here, I was going there. I kind of started feeling arrogant, you know, like like I I'm Jody Middick and I work my ass off and I'm going to party my ass off this weekend because I can't. And then it went from the weekend to, okay, it's Thursday, uh, you know, and we got no meetings tomorrow at City Hall. So I'm going to sleep in tomorrow because tonight I'm going. And there's always events. There's always events where you can go and eat and drink and meet people and look cool. And and I was the guy who I did amazing race, wrote a book, got or got wounded in Afghanistan, powered his way back, da 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 da, got elected, you know, like I was always on display, it felt, you know. So when I was allowed to be myself, I kind of just let loose. You know, I'd like light the fuse on the on the rocket. And was uh, anyone advising you? Was anyone pulling you aside going, Hey bro, you no, gotta tighten this up? No, because I was the man oh, in my world. I yeah. was I was in charge. Like like my assistant, um, he tried his best, mm-hmm. but you know it's not something like um, like even even Kel like she was around for a little bit like it's not something you just walk up and go hey Jocko are you doing fucking sorry, <laughs> hey Jocko are you doing coke, you know unless you have that relationship with someone you yeah. can't just open that door right um, like it's Echo like are you the- are you are you jacking needles up your arm like are you doing heroin like you know what I mean like you can't just so. And like I said, I was the man in my life. My whole world was like, I was so in charge. Yeah. Um, I kind of drank my own Kool-Aid for a while. You know, I, I talk about ego obviously all the time. And one of the things I say when I talk about ego is is when you start believing your own hype, right? Oh, bro, it's the worst. And if you put yourself in a position where no one even has the the balls to come up to you and say, hey, I think you could do this a little bit differently. And even if they do, or they try and hint at it, you kind of steamroll them because you're the man. And this is what that situation is, where you aren't looking at yourself thinking, okay, what, what am I really doing right now? How is this yeah. working out? Well, to, in my view, for a long time, it had all worked out fine. Yeah. Which, but, which all that does is solidify your beliefs. Well, like you're on the show, you come in second, but you came in second with no legs. That's yeah, pretty much I, like first put, place, right? I sprinted past a sprinter. Like yeah. that girl, Selena, she was a sprinter in high school <laughs> and I sprinted past her, you know? Um, and I'm, I'm getting older and, you know, my kid, you know, I'm just, I was, what, yeah. It just, but when it started being like, it was a, it was a Saturday night and then it was a weekend thing yep. and then it was like a four day weekend. And then next thing I knew I was out, 
because, you know, I, I didn't need to go home. Uh, and I saw the kids on the weekends and stuff. So I just, I was able to manipulate my, and I'm the boss of my own schedule yeah. even. You're manipulating everything, including yourself, because you're Big rationalizing. Time. It's so funny because it's not like you don't see this play out over and over and over again with uh, with famous people, right? Everybody. Famous people yeah. that all of a sudden they, they get a they get a role in a movie or they they do something they they, they get recruited to a, a, a professional sports team and next thing you know no one can tell them anything and they're gonna go and they're gonna go hard and the other thing that happens is you get surrounded with yes men people that are just telling you oh yeah yeah you do whatever you want and in my opinion a lot of times those yes men they're they're actually digging they're they're actually possibly well, they're either trying to hook onto you and get what they can out of you and ride your coattails. 100%. Or there's someone that just looking to make you fall down because they're jealous. 100%. <laughs> I was surrounded by both. And I'm not, and it, hey, if you're around me and you're listening to this, I'm not saying that was you, but there are some people that might be listening that know exactly what they were in my life at the time. And looking back on it, it's like, you know, it's like doing a map recce after the, after the, the mission or something. And then you go, Oh, how did I not see that right there? That object or that obstacle right there? How did yeah. I miss that? Yeah. When it's so obvious. So you know, um, I spent. So I think it's important to like just pause for a second though, because people go into these situations all the time, and what you have to do is you have to be. You have to do a map study, like you're saying. You have to do a reconnaissance. You have to look around and say, hey, maybe I don't know exactly where I am. Maybe I need to look for some of these obstacles. Maybe I need to look for some of these obvious pitfalls that I'm going to look back in five years and I'm going to say, oh, that person was a leech. Or, oh, I was being an idiot. Or, oh, everyone was fueling the fire so they could get more out of me. Yeah. And when when that's the way it is, if you're aware of that, that you're going to get yourself in that situation, the problem is... The problem is you get in that situation, you're supposed to be self-aware, but you can't because you're in that situation, <laughs> right? It's a, it's and, a catch-22. And I gotta tell you, man, um, when you're doing the amount of drinking and then the amount of drugs I was doing, you, it's impossible. Your, your, your ability to think objectively and, and self, like, your self-awareness dissolves. And guys like you and me, and, and we're, you know, we're warriors, we're elite, this and that, we're supposed to have it all together, but it's actually, it's super common in our, in our, in our, uh, in our community. And it's because we're so used to being on point. I think for me, what happened was I was so used to being on point that it just never occurred to me. I was, <laughs> and it took her, my kids, even my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, my assistants, uh, my, a couple of good friends, um, to kind of just start to turn the ship. And when I was here last time, the ship had just barely started to turn. Mm -hmm. I had just, before we came, drove down here, um, I had just quit drinking and uh, at New Year's, which was actually pretty easy. And, you know, I just, I hadn't used since we started the road trip. And we saw you, like, I think in the last half of it. So, um, and I felt like, oh, I, I don't, obviously I'm not addicted. I, mm -hmm. I can go three weeks or whatever it was. And um, and so 2017 was the down, and then 2018 was a bit of a leveling out, and then I had a hard crash right before New Year's this year, or yeah, I guess whatever, a couple months ago, and that's when her Kelly and everyone said, if you don't go to rehab, you're going to lose it all. So I have to back up because I know, sorry, man, I'm, I'm, you you jump like you're like 
oh, then it leveled, then crashed, and, and all of a sudden we're good. Because <laughs> for me, what I want to see is I want to be able to recognize know, the warning right? signs better, right? Yeah, I know, and I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I'm glossing because it's get, me. Did you get in trouble with your governmental job, with your political position? Yeah. Did, did yeah, people eventually say, because I remember at one point you missed a meeting. You missed, missed some several big meeting. meetings, yeah, and and all of a sudden it turned into, hey, what's this guy's problem? Yeah, so in politics, you know, as much as you're your own boss, and you know, for for municipal level uh, in Canada, be, well, in Ontario, because we don't have a party system at that level. Apparently, you had your own party system. Oh, I bro, I was partying. <laughs> I you know, I, I was the party. Um, uh, the the time when you're earning is when it's budget time, mm -hmm. and that's where you're fighting for your your uh, community to get the dollars that it deserves or the programs. Pardon me, sorry, the programs that you believe in. You're you're there to say I think that this needs more money or this you know shift. That's when you really make your make your money or make earn your pay as a politician, to, so to so to speak. And and I just stopped showing up. Like you, you can mess up the whole year, but if you're not there for budget, that's when people start going, hey man, what's going on? And a really good friend of mine who's one of the bigger- So these are the biggest meetings of the year. And I'm The most them. important things that you yeah. have to do, yeah. the most important things you have to do to represent the community that yeah. elected you, yeah. and you're just not showing up. I just, uh, yeah, just, uh, just tell them I won't be there today. And my assistant is like, dude, I can't keep covering for you. You know, and a good a good friend of mine who's also a big political reporter in Canada called me one day and he said, "You need to meet me for lunch, or you just you like you got to say something, or else you're going down." And I was like, "What?" And so I met him for lunch, and I didn't, you know, and, and I really didn't want to, and and he's like, "This is what's gonna be said if you don't say anything." And he's like, I'm telling you this as a friend. I've known you since way before you you were Jody Middick. I've known you for, and I respect you, and you're, you've always been straight, and you've stopped. You're not being straight anymore, and you're not being honest, and you're not answering questions. And he's like, this is the world you're in now, dude. Like, this is how you have to handle it. And so coming down and doing your show last time was kind of part of that come to Jesus so when moment. So you, once you but did it, that, did, did you do like a story with that reporter and say, oh, hey, yeah, yeah. I've been, you did sort of a, I'm guilty. But I only just told half the story. Kind of like, like I was telling you. You took half extreme ownership. <laughs> I took half of the ownership. Of yeah, I admitted ownership. to drinking, mm -hmm. but I couldn't, I still didn't have it in me to admit to the drugs. Mm -hmm. And um, and then what was the reaction of the public on support. that? Support, mostly, a lot of them. I mean, in po politi the best part about politics is no matter how awesome you think you are, there's always someone, even if you are as awesome as you think you are, someone out there is gonna say, no, you're not. Mm -hmm. And and so I had 90% of the public say, you know, we understand and you've been through a lot and this and that and, and we support you, we're here for you and fight on and you're a fighter and, and it was love and I and I took it in and, and it fueled me honestly for a long time through 2018. I really was trying and, and uh, you know, and I went back and did a few updates. Did you stop drinking Yeah, after I, that I interview? Yeah, I quit drinking, we quit drinking, both of us quit drinking New Year's Eve. So the interview is December, I wanna say 18th-ish, 2017. So New Year's Eve, we stopped drinking. Um, and then I spent the rest of the year trying to, the rest of 2018, after, especially after the, I stopped wearing your shirts. Oh, dang. Good, right? Yeah. The good with the face, those are the shirts I have of yours. Yeah. I, I couldn't. Yeah. Like my, in my mind, I, I, I didn't deserve it. 
I couldn't even like, your books are up on the shelf. I couldn't even look at it. My book is up on a shelf. I couldn't look at it. I um, 2018. I like. Yeah, I stopped drinking and I admitted to my problem, but then I had to deal with the emotional and um, psychological effects of realizing I'm a complete loser in my mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because as a kid, when you grew up, what was someone who did drugs? A loser. What was someone that so couldn't you, control were you themselves? still doing cocaine at this time? Oh, yeah. Well, I had a break. I did. I managed to t- stop for a bit, but, you know, my relationship with my, with my former partner wasn't was anything but but awesome and you know and it's not saying bad or good about me or her but it's just like that's what happens in a relationship breaks up i'm under massive scrutiny by the public and the media now in ottawa i'm under i'm i'm under a, a lot of just a lot of different stressors are coming in you know my um i just i just couldn't get anything together dude I managed to stop drinking and that was about my only success. So does the Coke make you feel like a momentary, like, okay, I've got this? Mm. Or does it just cover it up? It's funny how it makes you think of other things. Uh, at first, you just, everything is awesome. But eventually it stops working and it stops, starts being like it's an opposite. And it's, it's just like they say it is. Eventually, it starts to try to rewire your brain. I remember coming off Oxycontin, and it was harder than getting wounded. And coming off Coke isn't harder than getting wounded, but it's easier to get back on. Does that make sense? Mm. I probably quit three times a week for a while there. <laughs> like, I'd go two or three days, and I'd be like, oh, I'm doing good today. I didn't get to. And then the slightest, like, push like that. I don't know if they can see that on the camera. I'm pushing a water bottle. Oh. See it? Right. Oh, there it is. I'm pushing it. The slightest push, one half a degree off my axis on the compass, and that was it. That was it. Eight ball and a ball. Well, I didn't get. It. I didn't get. I didn't drink, uh, but it was like, uh, well, I need it. The slightest stressor, and I would, and I'd go off, and I just, I stopped having the ability to deal with life's my life's problems, you know. And on top of it, for a lot of that year. Uh, oh no! Well, twenty after I got back from the road trip where I saw you guys last, I did put my legs back on, um, but just like not like just every time I felt like I was like I'd go up a couple rungs in the ladder, I'd fall back a couple, and I was making progress, but not the kind of progress someone like like me is used to. Like I'm used to like being in control, and if I don't want to do something, I don't do it, and if I want to do something, I do it. And this is one of those ones. And I remember when I admitted to my psychologist, 2000, I swooned to 2009-ish, because uh, I, like I said, I picked up, I tried cocaine back in 2003, four, um, after my first road to Afghanistan. And, you know, and it was like, oh, okay, that's like, cool, whatever. Uh, I didn't really do it, think about it for a long time after. But she said, that, that, one, that one can get you. Be, just be careful. Uh, oh, was, she actually said, watch out. Th- but this is in 2009, after I'm wounded. She said, well, what do you do to strep, to bl- relieve stress? I'm like, well, you know, on the weekends, I, my girlfriend and I will drink and do a little. And, and she's like, what? Coke? Ooh. She's like, yeah, you have a real casual way of saying this whole uh, thing. Well, <laughs> sorry, man. <laughs> it's, it's my life. But it's because well, I admitted to her because I try like I. No matter what, you need someone you can talk to. I've, I've always believed that. You know what, too? Sometimes people develop personalities that 
they they manage to figure out how to make things happen, right? So, for instance, yeah. some people they just have a way of talking to you. You ever known someone that can like say something really horrible, but they but then they say something else. They kind of like can recover from it. You don't feel all that bad, or you get. You, so <laughs> it sounds like maybe you developed a technique of being like just talking about this in such a way that people go, oh, you know, he's if he's talking about this in such a c- controlled way and it's not that big of a deal. You know what? It's probably not that big of a deal because that's, that's how you're talking about it to me. That's how I talked about it to myself. Yeah, because I even had a military doctor, and I don't even know if this is a real thing. Tell me, I have an anti-addictive personality, right? Just you, you're getting the most. And this what is what is it wh- called? Re- you're getting the biggest reinforcements for your bad behavior. Bro. Like everything you do, you you win and succeed, even though you're doing stuff wrong. Imagine if I had done everything sober. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, um, but but yeah. Anyway, she said that, and that and that echoed. And then you know what? I I I didn't even realize the. I don't even know what word to use. Like the fact that I almost lost my career in the '90s because I was with a friend who bought cocaine. And you can read that in in the book. If and I think we talked about it. Yeah, we few, talked about it in the podcast. But and I didn't. I'd never done it at that point, and I didn't want to do it. But I didn't want my friend to go alone into some sleazy bar. bar and anyway, and here I am. Which is just I, all rationalization, by the way. Yeah, it's hundred percent rationalization. That was in '97. Here I am in 2017, losing everything to cocaine, losing everything. And I thought oxycotton was my problem. Right. Or the booze. And it turns out like I just I couldn't slay this dragon, you know. Um, So, you know, 2018 was a lot of up and down, up and down, up and down. And and yeah, I gloss over it because it's there's too much to talk about on a podcast. But you and I would message back every now and then. And even the last show you said, yeah, oh, yeah, I went through my texts and and uh, I saw you said the enemy flanked me and this and that. 2018 was me figuring out how to regroup and reorganize and and i'm still and i realized too dude like uh anyone who's been wounded in action or hurt in life recovery is it takes it take it's taken me 12 years and i'm not even recovered from getting blown up yet you know right before the show we were talking about and i think we probably talked about it the first time i was here because i recognized this a long time ago i was prepared to die or get that awesome wound I can brag about at the barbecue uh, when I'm old. We sent a lot of bandages and body bags to Afghanistan as a as a force, and I think you you guys did too at first. We didn't even think about all the career-ending injuries that are possible, you know, because uh, we aren't draftees. We aren't the greatest generation. We're professional soldiers. I saw myself retiring at, uh, I don't know what the age is here, but probably 55, grizzled old sergeant or warrant officer, you know, go and then teach teach shooting at the, the Canadian Army Sniper School, you know, as a, as a contractor or something. Or I don't know. I just never saw myself not being a soldier. And, and you know what? I, I realized this the other day. The politics was a Band-Aid. The TV shows, the books, the podcasts, these are all part of me finding a way but i'm back you know i'm i'm instructing shooting again you know with some of my friends i'm back to uh advocating for veterans again you know which i can have time for i'm, I'm trying to work i quit i could have run again for politics and won easily even with all my troubles hmm. um i could i didn't want to i want to be like jocko i want to work <laughs> for myself no dude listen well i, I don't know work if you remember this but when you were 
I think even the first or definitely the second time you came down and you're telling me about all this, all the stuff that you have to put up with every day, all these people yeah. that you're dealing with. And I just said, bro, why don't you just not do that job again? Yeah. Because the job satisfaction that you're getting out of it is none. I yeah. mean, maybe you're getting a little bit, but basically you're not getting yeah. any real job satisfaction. You're having to say things that you don't really feel like saying. You're having to talk to people that you really don't feel like talking to. And meanwhile, you're dealing with the fact that you lost your legs in Afghanistan. Every freaking day is a, is a, is, has, presents challenges anyways. And then you're presenting yourself with challenges that you don't enjoy. Because it's one thing to say, oh, I'm going to go do jujitsu today and it's a challenge, but it's a challenge I enjoy. Or, oh, I'm going to go for a run today, but it's a challenge I enjoy. It's another yeah. thing to say, I'm going to go do this challenge that I do not like <laughs> and I don't get anything out of. Yeah, that to me was was uh, it was the first it was time we met to me. It was yeah. the first time we met and we were at Echo's brother's company where you, okay. the podcast was and you your advice rang. You know, Kelly and I had a long talk before I announced I wouldn't run again. And she said the same thing. She says, remember what Jocko said? The squeeze isn't worth the juice or like that's the way yeah. she put it. But yeah. that's what she was because I when I got home, I told her what we talked about. And Kelly and I were just friends back then and, and, uh, and stuff. But um you know, it that was a big. My sister, my baby sister, actually, she she said, uh, you know, I knew you wouldn't last in politics. Not be, and she and it wasn't an insult. She said, you're just you're not you're not the right person. Like your personality isn't isn't for the political side of things. Yeah, and and I want to work for myself, and I love my podcast is back up. We've done a couple episodes. You know, we're still figuring it out. Kelly and I want to do online coaching now for people. Like we've got some hard, hard miles between us and we want to try and help people avoid some of the things we've gone through and i'm and we're starting and i'm just starting to like wander i'm becoming like uh the guy in uh we're company we're be we i should say because we're a team um we're like the guy in kung fu we just wander we're just gonna wander wander the earth wander the earth and and make our own s schedule and uh but we you know what we do more work in a day now like it, it doesn't seem like work but we we get more accomplished in a day or two now than we used to in two weeks because it's for ourselves, and it's just and it's fun now. But I mean, it, we're just starting. But I mean, you know, back to the story. <laughs> I just um, I lost myself, and I finally have come. I think close to full circle back to who I was. Except you know, I'm 42, and I accept that I lost my legs, and I accept that my career ended, and I accept that I'm a complete mess up if I let myself be and I accept that I'm a human being because of it. Cause I don't know anyone who doesn't have any flaws, but your, your extreme ownership and the way I've, I've always, even before I had a term extreme ownership, ask anyone who knows me, I might not tell you the, all, all the things about me or about my life, but I'm not going to bullshit you. And I'm not going to lie about things that don't matter. And I know everything matters. If, if something can matter, if you're not lying about something because it doesn't matter, but there's some things that are none of your business. But I even, you know, anyone who knows me knows that I don't bullshit for the most part, you know, because, you know, sometimes I'll mess with it with you <laughs> just for fun. But and and that's just the way I want to live my life. And, and, and I was bullshitting myself, you, you, her, uh, my kids, the public, all the people that supported me supported me for half truth. This is why I told you, your listeners deserve to have Jody Middick come back and and say, hey guys, because a lot of your listeners, bro, like dude, 
I you know I don't want to tear up or anything because I'm a man or you know whatever. But I I get a message minimum one a week since the last show minimum. Often it's four, five, ten. Uh, hey man, heard you on Jocko. Thanks for being so truthful about your problems, and it helped me quit drinking or it helped me get back into the gym. And it did, and I'm like, fuck, I, I I had to come back and just say, hey guys, like uh, you're you're back in the gym. I haven't even been to the gym since October 2016. You know, I know you can't believe it, but uh, uh, good genetics, yeah, no, good <laughs> genetics. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, uh, I felt like a fraud, dude. And I hated it. And like she would watch me, like just I would get a message, and I'd be like, oh. you know, I'd like throw the phone, and she'd be like, did you get another message from someone who heard you on Jocko? And I'm like, yeah. And like my podcast is nowhere to be found, and the book I could have made twice as much money on that book if I had been put together enough up here to tour with it more, to go out with it, and I still could have done my job, but I I was compromising myself so much on on the on the front end that on the back end I couldn't keep it up. You know, so I had to, it was like, do, do politics well or do the book well? Can't do both well. I stopped being able to multitask and everything. And I just wanted to come on the show and say sorry to you guys and all the listeners and just say, and I know a lot of them will say, you don't know us. I owe you. And for me, treat, please, you know, I owe you guys. You guys supported me, but you deserve the truth. And the truth is I was doing a lot more than drinking. And I did 30 days in rehab at the end of the la- when did I go in? Right after Christmas, and I am back on a path of righteousness, if you want to call it that. I am trying to atone. Uh, I'm trying to uh, rebuild some bridges I burned, and I've had people not return my call, and I don't blame them. I was a bit. I was. I was that guy you see in the movies for a good solid three three months there at the end of the year. I, I went full. I I don't want to say that word, but I went. I just I went full full dummy uh and i and i realize it and you know so that's anyway why i'm here was there a point what what led you to say that you were going to go to rehab well i mean uh, for the cliche is you know what was rock bottom at what point did you look at yourself and say damn i i gotta get my shit together now my girls needed me Kelly needed me, my mom needed me, my dad. My If, if everyone in your life is telling you there's a problem, um, there's a problem. And they managed to get through the static uh, that was in my head. And Kelly has had some serious uh, health issues that weren't being helped by my behavior, to say the least. Um, she suffered, uh, do you mind if I tell them? So she had a hysterectomy, right, in twenty Feb twenty seventeen, which is all part of the story. And she almost died on the operating, or she then got sepsis and then almost died. And at the time, our relationship wasn't an open thing, um, and I couldn't be there for her. And then my legs stopped working, and we couldn't be there for each other, even in private. And uh, and, and then so that was twenty seventeen. So she's trying to. Um, look after me and herself and her and her own relationship changing but anyway um so she had she had a cardiac moment from the stress of watching me destroy myself so kelly had a cardiac moment my daughters were crying you know where's daddy where are you always and then you're always late to get us or and then when we're with you you sleep 
and uh, and my mom, you know, for my mom and my dad to agree on something, which is Jody needs help, was another light bulb. And I was still in here somewhere. Like Jody was still there and trying his best and, and being so self-reflective. And if you ever have to go in through anything like this, it's again, this is something you can't, no one can describe. And everybody's is different. And uh, you're looking for the rock bottom. I had a couple. And every one of them was, uh, in my, and from my point of view, my relationship with the people I love was on thin ice. You know, if my best friend, my soulmate, and my future wife, the person I want to marry, is saying, I, my health cannot sustain this, so I will have to leave you because for, for my own health, never mind you, you're my health. That's when I was like, I, okay, well, obviously, obviously I got it. This isn't working. What does it look like day to day when you're doing so much cocaine that yeah. it's causing all these issues? Because I actually don't know. You you're know? good. And I probably um, never will know, hopefully. Yeah. And if you do, I'll fly down here and we'll figure it out. But that's <laughs> the thing is uh, you honestly believe everyone's against you. Um, you honestly believe there's no right move you can make except calling that guy who has the stuff. And then, and even though I got to a point where I knew exactly where doing the Coke would lead and I didn't care. I didn't care. I'd waste another day uh, or another, usually it was three days or were, were completely wasted. Because um, what, what does that look like when you waste three days? You, you buy a bunch of cocaine. You do a bunch and then, you know, you, you can only do so much, right? Before you just feel like, you just, like, you physically just can't do more than you can. Or you could, and you know, and because of who I am and the way my mind works, I'm always aware of, okay, there's ODing as possible. Uh, there's just, your body could physically give out if you, like, your body needs sleep, right? We're, we train for that, like mm -hmm. we're trained, like, and so I didn't have all this information. And also, you know, I knew a guy who was Canadian Special Operations Regiment. Uh, I didn't really know him that well, but in his mind, he, and he would brag. He would say, "I know what I'm gonna if I'm gonna die in a room full of cocaine and hookers." And he did. He did it to him, but he wanted to. I didn't want to die. I have no interest in dying. Um, so you know, I have all these factors, and then it's weird. But at the near the end, I was and, oh sorry, and here's another rock bottom moment. I started buying booze again oh. because booze and coke, like one brings you up and then the other one brings you down. And they kind of, that's why they go together so well. And <laughs> if that's what you're looking for, but don't kids. Okay. Um, so when you do a bunch of coke, what do you, when you say you waste three days, what are you doing? Nothing. It's, you're, it's not like hyper productive. Hey, I'm going to go write not another anymore. book. Not, not when you're in the state of mind. I was at first. Yeah, a, a little bit would take you through the weekend, and you'd get you'd get your email inbox will be empty. Uh, it might not make some of your replies might not make a lot of sense, but you get through them. Um, you might read that book you've been wanting to do, and you might binge watch uh, like Friends or something. You know, I binge watched a lot of mindless TV on Coke, like Friends, How I Met Your Mother, uh, the the show House, uh, Scrubs, things that didn't matter. Because I couldn't watch, I love documentaries, but I couldn't watch them because they made me too sad. And then I couldn't watch ones that were about people like success stories because then I'd feel like a failure. So I watched all this meaningless TV 
And that's what I would do. She'd come by and I'd be watching like episode 300 of How I Met Your Mother. I have a piece of have a pizza box there with one slice with one bite out of it. And maybe I was drinking like a protein shake or something. You know? Cuz I had to hide you got to hydrate, bro. You got to hydrate. And so I and get, she'd show up with a six-pack of Gatorade and uh, Alpha Brain or like another generic uh, nootropic. Because that was the thing. I was like, oh, as long as I got my nootropics. Yeah, but, um, and so that's three days. And because I wasn't wearing my legs, I literally sat on the couch. Like, look at my posture right now. This is from sitting on the couch for like a year straight. Like, I got to like work now, you know? And I, uh, and yeah, man, you just, some of your behavior is inexplainable. And I'll tell you right now, I did some some behavior that I'm just like, you know, I don't know. It's uh, it's I don't know if I'll. And then I wasn't evil or anything, but I was not a good guy. I was not a good guy. I'm lucky to have her next to me. I'm lucky to have, that my kids still talk to me. I'm lucky my mom didn't disown me. You know, um, you know. At the end of the day, they all came together, and I I sucked it up. I manned up. I took ownership, and I went to rehab, and I threw my. I did what I did in my book. You know that that line where I say I went back to to training. Like I got sent mm-hmm. to, to, as punishment, I got sent back to yep. battle school yep. um, and I had a choice. I could be the asshole that I was the first time or I could show up in shape with my boots polished and my uniform ironed and be the best candidate and soldier that I could be. And I did that and I went to rehab and I did that. And then within 30 days, they, they were offering me a job. Hmm. I got one more question about yeah, the, uh, the bottom so you you basically this happens for three for three days you buy enough cocaine for three days mm. and then you're watching tv you're eating pizza you're sitting around you're just in a bad place then you run out of cocaine mm. and then when you are not high anymore from the cocaine <laughs> are you like okay i just want to get more cocaine is that basically what happens um, usually, you go through a period of self-loathing. Okay, it's, I was gonna say, is cal- there any point when you when you when you sober up and you go, "Dang, why why am I doing this?" Like, well, I'm, I'm an yeah, idiot. a lot, but also it's a joke in the community uh, <laughs> or those that in, that partake because it's called the cocaine blues because your system has been hijacked and hardwired and been. It's kind of like when you nitrous your engine. Mm. Right, and you just nitrous it till it redlines. Uh, eventually, there's nothing left. So that's what happens. As soon as you like let the nitrous out, the the engine kind of like goes. It has no power for a while, and until it cools off, and that's basically what you go through. And the only way to remedy it, if less you power through the three to three, two three days or the week, depending on how long your binge was, till your serotonin levels come back, and it takes. It can take, and I. And at this point, I was abusing for a year, right? Like steady. Well, actually, by the end of last year, it was two years, steady. 2017, 2018 are basically a write-off for me. As much as I got certain things done, a lot of it was a write-off. But you you go through, as soon as it's done, you're like, I'm never doing this again. Oh, my God, I can't. I'd call her and I'd be like, I'm sorry. I can't believe I did it. She'd be like... All right, well, I've heard that before, you know. At first it was optimism. Okay, good. Yeah, we'll work on this together and then but then, you know what? And then like I said, you know, remember when I said an inch off your az- azimuth or whatever? Now it's like a millimeter. And you're like, "All right." And unfortunately, the guy delivers. You know, 
So mm-hmm. you don't even have to get you don't even have to get dressed. He just comes to the door and like you know, and then put it on my tab. And uh, you know, and yeah, and even when and when that guy says, "Are you sure?" <laughs> that's another indication. Like when the guy who makes money off you being a, an idiot thinks you're an idiot, you got to start thinking about life choices. And you know, I I did it. I went through it, man. I I'm again. I'm here to tell the truth to you and the listeners because. Or they're watchers if they're on YouTube. Like, I can't hide it. And to 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 pretend I just had some issues, like a lot of people uh, you hear in the media, right? Oh, they they're having some issues. Just say what it is, man. It's just well, as soon as I I went on the uh, a show in Ottawa, the same guy who who came to me and I and I did the and I and I went on a show and I said it. I said I did cocaine. I felt like a, a thousand pounds, man, off my shoulders. And he he's like, I did not expect that. Mm-hmm. I said, I know, man. And that's how much of a bullshit artist I became. And I and I hate it. I hate it. My ex even said once. She said, you weren't a you weren't a sneaky bullshitter before, you know. Like you got to stop this. And you know, it's you know the extreme ownership comes in here because. Even when I, you know, when I first, back 20 years ago, when I first got sent back to, to training as punishment for being an idiot, I owned it. Anyone would say, hey, are you the guy who got arrested for coke? I'd be like, well, I didn't have it, but but yeah, yeah, that was me. Because what are you going to do? Say no? <laughs> like, you know, and, and I always tried to live that way, and I lost myself to this stuff. And I stopped being honest with everyone, especially myself. And that saying that you got to look after yourself before you can look after anybody else is a is a hundred and fifty percent true, you know. Even and Kelly even learned some lessons here because she, she didn't take enough time to recover from her surgery, and it almost killed her again, you know. And she, because she was worried about at work and her kids and this, you got to worry about yourself. And um, and again, man, I'm on like a redemption tour almost. I feel like and and I and I love it. I love it. Like we were, we where were we? I, I forget where we were, but, you know, somebody said something. I went, oh, yeah, I just got out of rehab for cocaine. And they went, oh, okay. Uh, So coffee, because I think they wanted to get a drink. And I'm like, yeah, I just got to rehab. You know, (laughs) it's a great conversation starter or ender. (laughs) So talk to me about rehab. What what goes on there? You know, it's it's a whole lot of just being told to think about how you're living your life. Um, I did th- mo- usually for cocaine they want 90 days I was only willing to commit to 30 because I still had a little bit of like that ego going and stuff um, and I did the 30 and I did okay and uh, like I said they were offering me a job or like you know we were in talks about maybe working there um, but you know it's funny how like once you open your mind to possibilities, the, the way forward is, is obvious. I have no business being in this town called Brockville, where the rehab place was. Um, but if I wasn't there, Kelly and I wouldn't have found this building, the one I was sending you, where, which inspired us to remind us that two years ago when we first moved out of our house, or three years ago now? Holy crap. Almost three years ago now when we first moved out from our old relationships and we're trying to establish our own. Um, my goal before I got elected was I wanted to open a gym and I wanted to build a community of positive people. And I wanted to like wake up every morning, have a coffee 
Like, I don't know why, but in my mind, I have an image of me in shorts with a long sleeve T-shirt opening up like a garage door and having like people come in with gym bags. Like, hey, Jody, how's it going? Good morning, sir. You know, like, and not sir, like, hey, sir, but like, because I'm like, I'm like the leader or like I'm the, I'm the papa bear of this group. That's what we, Kelly and I call ourselves mama and papa bear. And, and it, even in rehab, they started calling me papa bear because I'd be like, I was almost twice as old as most of the people there. Uh, most of them were like late teens, early 20s, maybe 30. Some of them were 30. But, you know, even the older people, like there was like one woman there in her 60s and she'd be like, hey, Papa Bear, because that's just who we are. Like, I, like I, you're the same. You're like me. But like, and Kelly's the same. And we just, we, we want to look after people. We can't help it, right? You know, and the, the rehab people, look after yourself. But anyway, Kelly comes and picks me up and we're, I'm allowed, I'm given a day pass. You know, Echo, they let you go out for the day if you're good. If you're a good boy, Echo, they let you go out on rehab. And so we're driving around. That's when I saw that building. I think I sent you a picture too, yeah, didn't I? Think I? So. Yeah. 1905, this thing was a wood mill. Beautiful, big wooden beams, like a beautiful building. Unfortunately, it would have been more to repair it than it would have been to buy it. But it put our minds on this path to what a great area that is. The fact that we want to go back on this path of building this community. And so we, we want to build. So we're still doing it. And, it, and, it, and we, you should, you should hear, Kelly and I drive a lot because we have our best meetings. Our business meetings are when we're driving. And, and so we want to open what's called HQ. And it's going to be a fitness wellness center. And um, and it's going to be a, more of a community than anything. Kind of like if you want to just come chill, you can come chill. We're gonna have. A, I want to have a library. I want to have a podcast studio. I want to have classrooms, and you know, and we're gonna just like be there to to help you live a better life. And uh, and the best way for me to live a good life is to help you live a good life. And I've realized that now. Like even in, when I was in my military unit, like. Um, even if I wasn't hungry, I'd grab extra food and bring it back to the boys. You know, if I, if I realized like there was something shiny around to be had, I'd like find a way to get my hands on it for the, for, for the team and stuff. You know, I'm my happiest when I'm looking out for others. And I know, and at the same time though, you know, they're looking out for you and, and it feels good to have friends and family and, a, and, you know, a tribe around you. Right. Like, you know, we're tribal animals and I, you know, do you know, Tate Fletcher, he was Joe Rogan's oh, yeah, uh, yeah, buddy. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, well, I don't know him personally, but right. Uh, so I, I met I met Tate in 2013 when I did a piece for Vice uh, at the University of Southern California about how they do virtual reality mm -hmm. to treat PTSD. It's on Motherboard if you want to Google it. Go ahead. I mean, I look pretty cool in it. But anyway, um, so Tate, I was down here and I had met Tate when I was here. I did his podcast, and in this, uh, you know, so this is going back six or seven years, and. Um, I've never met Rogan, but I mean, eventually I might. I mean, I know enough people that know him. But anyway, the point is, I was driving around with Tate, and uh, we're here in, in California to do a course at Deuce Gym in L.A., uh, which Tate introduced me to the owner of. And this guy is just such a cool dude, and he runs such a nice gym in the atmosphere. So we're going to take his seminar. And, and, I, and I said, man, I wish I had what you have here in California. And, he, and Tate, this was a mind change or a life-changing moment. And I had to go through all this to get here. He said, build it. And I said, uh, what? He said, if you want it, build it. And I said, okay. And it's taken me since 2013 to get back to here and go through all these other things to realize, like, uh, I got to build it. That's why not going into politics again means I can do whatever I want. 
like you said, man, like you, you're right. Like it's tough. Like it's there's moments of great happiness in politics, but unless that's what you want to do, like it's hard. It's very hard. And guys like us, we're self motivated to do things, and waiting around for others to do their thing, it's just easier to do your own thing. You know, uh, especially, you know, like what's I know he was a German, but in World War Two, his his orders were find an objective and kill it. That was his orders at all times. Like, if you don't hear from me, find something and destroy it. That's the basically the mission statement that Kelly and I have put before ourselves. Like, we want to build this place, build a community and live a good life. And I never want to be the guy I was for the last two years. And uh, but I'm glad. I don't want to say glad, but it's an experience that I've learned a lot from. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. It does make sense. It's sort of like the thing I told to Sam Harris when he when he was telling me that it's hypocritical for me because I say war is horrible and awful, but I always say it's the best experience of my life. And you he said you're hypocritical for that? Yeah, and then, well, rightfully so. You can't say something's awesome and then say it's horrible. And I said, well, it's like this. And I asked him if he had ever known anyone that had had cancer and survived. And he said yes. And I said, a lot of those people say, I'm glad it happened because they mm. get this different perspective of life and di- different perspective of the world yeah. and different value of life and different value of the world. And so even though you wouldn't wish it on somebody, you're happy that you had to go through yeah. it. And so I, that sounds like a similar yeah. situation well, that you're in. It's, I always tell people I had a great time at war right up to the last step because it's a horrible thing to do, but it's what I trained. I volunteered to be there. You volunteered to be there. Like I always say, you know, because a lot of people say they're sorry for me losing my feet. And I say, you know, if I was a Russian draftee in mm-hmm. Afghanistan, yeah, be so, feel sorry for me. But I've, I was exactly where I wanted to be, you know. And, uh, and the fact that one of my boys didn't die because I stepped on that, yep. you know, like, the, if the, like I said, if the guy in front of me had stepped on it, I'd be dead. If the guy in front of him had stepped on it, he'd be dead and I'd be like, we don't know. Um, I'm glad I was the one that stepped on it. But yeah, like I loved doing my job. It was a great, it was, a, it was an amazing job, you know. And the people that you're around are some of the greatest human beings you're ever going to know on the planet, you know. Um, so that's what I want to rebuild. I want to rebuild this brotherhood and this sisterhood, this this community of, of, of like-minded individuals. And the saying, surround yourself with people that make you better. That's not what happens when you're on cocaine. <laughs> so, so at some point, you went from this mindset of you could see where the future was, you could see that cocaine is going to ruin your future, yeah. and you didn't care. And at some point during this, you said to yourself, okay, I see the future with cocaine. It's terrible, and I'm not going to go there. Yeah. Well, it was, it was life without Kelly. It was life without the kids. It was life without real friends. Uh, you know, like even people that love you to death can't be around you because you know you're just not it's just it's what it's hard you know and i've i've had a few buddies go down you know and it mostly booze like booze is the most common one because it's rarely available out there you can go down to the store and get it for some reason um you know like listen i get a lot of flack but i'm a fan of of the and i know safe injection site is like people don't agree with there's no such thing as safe injection okay i get it but the point is I'm forgiving the option of a place that's safer than a dumpster to shoot up with heroin if it means we might save that life, right? And I'm also like, we just in Canada, federally, we'd legalize marijuana. Um, If it was up to me, anything people want would be regulated, taxed, and taxed, 
right? Because um, if a bottle of Jack Daniels hurts hurts Echo if he drinks it, or hurt like if it hurts us, there's someone who can be held accountable, and we can trace that right down to the barrel that it was brewed in or made. I don't know how uh, whiskey is fermented, distilled. Distilled. There's the word. I heard. Um, Whereas if a guy shoots up behind a dumpster and dies, I don't know who to go after and who to like whose fault is it that it was a bad product or a good product, which is usually what gives them an overdose. But you know, like, it, like there's just um, the path to you know, like AA is there because we can get booze at every corner, you know, and so we have gambling sites. If you go into a casino, you're actually warned on the door. Like a pack of cigarettes says, if you smoke this. It'll be addictive and it could hurt you. I just think we need to start talking more about things. And so for me, like, you know, I don't like, the, I don't know, man. I just, I saw that I wouldn't have the good things in life because of this one thing that had taken over. And I, my cousin actually uh, in 2017, in 2017, my cousin who I grew up with killed himself not with, and I don't mean killed himself as in like committed suicide. He just drugged himself to death and he was addicted to, if it was addictive, he was addicted to it. And we never, I never figured it out and I had to stop hanging out with him. And that was what was happening to me too. My, you know, we call her, you know, whether you think it's weird or foo-foo or whatever you want to call it, we do, Kelly and I do believe we're soulmates. And yes, uh, that's weird and foo foo. Yes, but you can do it. Yeah, well, thank you, right? <laughs> and that's the thing. So, if you're if the person who you think you were put on the planet to be with says, I can't be with you the way you are, that's hey, man, like you got to take a serious look. And so, it sounds like that really was the critical thought in your head that the person that you cared the most about yeah. at this moment in time is literally going to walk away. She if had you to, can't and I saw it. Shit away. I saw it. I was like, I had to go to rehab to give her a break, and to give my kids a break. When you went mom. to rehab, did you say to yourself, "I'm going there"? Did you go in there with the attitude of no. polished your boots? Yeah, and you're no, no, be sorry, the best soldier. You I, can be? If I didn't finish that, sorry, I have ADHD. If you can't tell, but um, I went in there, polished boots, pressed uniform. I like, I had my books. I I made my bed. It was all like. The basics, get back to the basics, right? We even talked about this the first time I was on your show. I shaved my head. I started doing some, you know, started working out a little bit, trying to get back into the little bit of shape. I started caring about what I ate again. I started taking my vitamins. I started, you know, and I went in there and I know exactly what I'm like when I want to portray that tough guy attitude. And that's what I did to keep people away at first. Because at first, you ever been arrested? Yes. Were you, were you happy about it? No. Yeah. So I kind of went in like I'd been arrested, like I was the first time. Not the second time that is in the book, but the first. <laughs> anyway, um, like I said, I don't put everything in the book. But anyway, you're not very happy and you don't need friends. So I didn't go in there to make friends. So I was, uh, I was a, like a wall for the first week, right? But that let me concentrate on exactly what I was there to do, if that makes sense. And so as that, as, as, as I was there to get better and do rehab got, I don't want to say easier, but I got better at it because it's, you know, it's a skill that you are actually taught in rehab is how to be better. That's what rehab is. They're teaching you how to be better again. So like what, what kind of skills are they teaching you? Wake up on time. I know this sounds weird, but like, you know, when you're addicted. Oh, that doesn't sound weird to me. I believe it's, on So it's like basic training almost. Make, get up, make your bed, 
you know, come to breakfast on time. So if you weren't at breakfast, you lost your ability to make a phone call that night. And then if you missed any classes during the day, you know, you would have privileges, you know, given or taken as, as the day or, or the week went by. Now you're, you're, you're at a, a place where you pay money to go. So you'd think it'd be, how do you take privileges from someone? But they do. They do. I was like, I'm a grown ass man. If I want to make a phone call, I will. They're like, no, you won't. I'm like, God damn it. You're right. Cause I signed that waiver. But I, I've tried so hard that I got to like, they were bringing me in, you know, I'm not, uh, Anyway, I should, probably shouldn't say too much, but like within, you know, I was only there 30 days, but within about, I'd say 15, 20 days, I was someone that was turned to by the other clients and someone that some of the staff would turn to to like for backup in a certain situation. Or like I said, I went Papa Bear. And, but when I first got there, some of the other clients told me, like when I first got there, they were like, this guy is a murderer. He's going to kill us all. Like, cause I was just so focused and I had this look and I, you know, I know, you know, we're, we're, we, we get up in front of troops and try to, you know, we got to be the toughest looking guy there. Some of them, you know, and so I know how to do it, but I did that to, for myself more than anything. Cause I went, okay, I'm back in basic training. I have to learn how to be a, a decent human being and how to look after myself again. And man, and they took you through check checklists. A lot of a lot of my personality flaws stem from childhood, you know. And I found that out. Like what? Like stuff I don't want to talk about, frankly. And you know, just things that once you read the literature, it's oh that is obvious. So you can you can st- and this is a conversation that we've been having. Sorry, and I didn't mean to be so abrupt. I'm not. I'm not. No, tra- it's fine. But what I mean is, I now understand. And that's, for me, understanding, like most guys like us and girls, if I understand the cause, I can I can deal with the action, right? So, but if you don't understand, then it's just chaos. But if there's an explanation as to why my mind goes there, which then causes me these actions, ah, now I can go back and deal with the cause of that behavior. Is that, make, is that a better way of putting it? No, it, do, it does make sense. Okay. And this is something that, I just talked about on another podcast, but the first time I kind of recognized that there was these patterns and protocols for psychological issues is honestly when Jordan Peterson came on for the first time and he was, I was explaining how in the warrior kid book, how the kid gets over the fear of the water and he goes, Oh yeah, that's a, that's a protocol. It's called exposure therapy and this is what it does. Psychological. This is how it works. And I had just figured that out from just life, right? Yeah. And then I realized that the that there's protocols for problems, and people have psychological problems. There's a pro, and it's just and and I was using the term brain mechanic, but somebody on Twitter said something better, which is mind mechanic. So if I would have been told, hey, oh, the psychologist and a psychologist, they're called a mind mechanic, and they go in there, and when there's problems, they know how to fix those problems. I love that. Yeah, and w- but when you're well, like me. You're just thinking, oh, that's just a bunch of, what did you say earlier, foo-foo something? Hippy-dippy. Yeah, it's a bunch of hippy-dippy <laughs> stuff that you don't really know what's going on. But then you talk to, or, or in talking to Jordan, I heard him say, oh, and this is a problem that you would see, and this is how you'd fix that problem, and here's another problem yeah. over here, and here's how you'd fix that problem. And the really strange thing is, it all lined up with yeah. just my natural instincts. When somebody had this kind of problem, I'd be like, okay, here's what you need to do in that yeah. scenario. I would just know that from dealing with a bunch of guys over the past, you know, yeah. 30 years that were having issues be like, "Hey man, 
oh, you got this problem, here's what you need to do. Move, do this, do that. Yeah. And But a psychologist, a mind mechanic can look at it and go, here's what's going on, here's what this root ties into, and here's how you stop this, this cycle of negativity yeah. and how you move it in a positive direction. Yeah, and that's exactly what rehab is. It's, let's find the, co- like, you're not a bad person for having these thoughts and actions and reactions because you you know and that's and then oh here's why oh okay here's where the pattern developed when you were like five or ten or then this happened and your buddy that we were talking about before the show uh, oh jay redman yeah honestly i'd love to talk to him because it sounds like him and i probably had very similar childhoods you get and and then similar careers. You guys definitely had similar careers. You know, the fact that you got sent back to whatever that that battle school, battle school, and Jay Redman got sent to Ranger School, you, you know, and then it's it's very. Yeah. You guys definitely had some similar. Uh, I think I was a little hum- more humble than him from the sounds of it, but I'm yeah. just, I don't know. But I but I was still oh, like it'd I, be a close race. I almost got <laughs> I almost got kicked out of snipers for er- being arrogant. It's it's a close race. And, and I you said two. and it was because I didn't say uh, I said. Sir, to the sergeant major instead of calling him by his first name because mm-hmm. he liked to be called by his first name by the snipers because then it showed he was bros with us. Yeah, whatever. No, see, am I showing my arrogance maybe right now? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's it's. But that's the thing is Jay Redman. You know, he went through all that, and his book is phenomenal because yeah, I'd love to he read. He just it. comes right out and explains all these mistakes that he yeah. made, and yeah. he did a great job redeeming himself and turned into that, a great, yeah. great frogman. And that's what I wanted. And that's my job. My book on flinching. It wasn't a let's make Jody look like a hero. It was like let's be honest and clear about how you know you start in one place and end up in another, but you have to. You know, you have to realize that mistakes happen, and you know, being forty, you know, by by forty two as a kid, for, I thought I'd have it all together, but uh, you know, I'm still learning. I'm still, you know, like uh, I call myself a student, a student of the human condition, because I feel like I'm always learning, mm-hmm. and I will never, you know, no one's ever an expert on anything. I don't think, and if you think you are, it means you've stopped learning. In my opinion, I don't know. I know we're going a little off. What are the uh, what are the withdrawal? How bad is the withdrawal from? Because I know you know. I think the only thing that you're not supposed to withdraw on your own is alcohol, because you can actually die if you're an alcohol addict and you stop cold turkey. Yeah, you can pretty if you're if you're deep into it, you can have. um, I've I I quit oxycotton cold turkey, and when I told my doctor, he said I could have had seizures and stuff and could have died mm-hmm. uh, but i wasn't on that high a dose then either so it's um what about when you quit drinking mm, i didn't know well, not that big of a deal yeah the alcohol you gotta drink a lot a lot yeah oh, like, to, you be, gotta, to be in that situation yeah like these guys who are like drinking the whole bottle day. of vodka yeah. every day oh okay yeah. you know, like did you ever see that movie leaving las vegas with nick cage no that, like that guy, like he would go grocery shopping and his cart, every day and his cart was full of booze. Like that's, yeah. which is actually more common than I thought. Oh, bro, like it's, it's are, crazy. Like some guys get after it with the with the vodka, and the vodka for some reason because they think you can't smell it. Yeah, and, but I mean, if you drink enough, you can smell it. Yeah, uh, but uh, but the withdrawals were. Is it is it mostly psychological? Yeah, and it's not big physical? time psychological. Uh, there's some physical at first. Um, your bo- I went through a period uh, where my body was like detoxing, so like I was getting these weird zits on in like weird places and stuff like that, and 
And um, uh, is this from the cocaine? Yeah, I think it's from the impurities that they get mixed with. Right, but then the, as far as detox, you're talking about detoxing from cocaine. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, but it, I mean, it's more just like letting your brain re-level, re-level itself. So I went in there. I stopped taking any Tylenol. Like I don't take. I'm trying to, and I, Kelly and I are working on this. We're trying to get like we're almost sugar's almost gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't take any pills or I, uh, I keep going away from the mic. Um, where were we, babe? I, we were in West Virginia doing some training, at, or not training, we were <laughs> doing some familiarization at a place uh, that's built for three-letter agencies. Mm-hmm. And um, my my leg was just on fire because of the day we'd had. And she gave me two Tylenol and two Aleve, and I, I passed out like like that. I, could, I didn't, or no, that was in the morning. Yeah, sorry, I fell back to sleep because I woke up with the pain. Anyway, uh, that's what I want. I remember the first time I took a Tylenol and I was in, after I joined the army and we we're on exercise maybe a year later and I was in the woods and my back was a little sore. So the medic gave me two extra strength Tylenol. I just never had Tylenol before because I just, I, you know, I was 17, 18 and I took it and my body felt like it was on unicorns and sunshine <laughs> for like three days. And that was from two extra strength Tylenol. When you're doing blow and, and drinking a lot, like you're, you're, that's breakfast, you know, to get over it. And, and I like that if I take one Tylenol now, my body's okay, you know, because I'm a big guy. So I need, you know, I usually go extra strength. I want to take, I want to be able to take regular strength. Remember that? Remember when you took regular strength, anything? Um, you know, I have a coffee and I feel it. It's not just like a whatever anymore. Um, so that's kind of what I'm on a bit of a mission to get back to really basic food and, and, and liquid intake. Um, you know, like the cold brew that I was drinking when we got here, like there's nothing else in it. It's just coffee you know, that had the nitrogen in it. Right. But there's no sugar, no, you know, I'll put a little cream in my coffee now. Um, instead of extra larges, right. We're trying to, I'm buying mediums and smalls. So we're trying to just get, get back down to a baseline of, of, uh, of minimum. And, uh, it's working okay, but you know, it's a daily, I talk to my rehab guy at least once a week still. Um, you know, I send him pictures of our travels and stuff. You know, we got the dog, I got the service dog now. There's just like, you know, they're so busy. Like she's such a, she's a German shepherd Malinois mix. They're such busy dogs that like, you just, you don't have time to, to, to be hung over or anything. So, mm-hmm. not, and um, like you quit drinking on your own anyway, right? Like you're like a long time ago. Well, yeah. So what happened with me is I just retired from the Navy and, and while, while I was in the Navy, it was pretty normal to just to drink. Yeah. We've talked and about it. Yeah. So, but when I retired, I just looked up a month later and I hadn't had anything to drink. Then I looked up three months later and I hadn't had anything to drink. Then I looked up six months later and I was like, well, I have no desire. And I, and I, I must say. You know, you talked about not having an addictive personality, and I think I truly do not have an addictive personality. I think that other than maybe like something like jujitsu or something like that, which I, I definitely got pretty fanatic about, and I still have a hard time with withdrawals if I don't get to train for a, a certain amount yeah. of time. What did Dean say? You're addicted. You're addicted. Oh to yeah, the... and Dean Lister uh, <laughs> one time said I was addicted to power, power. which yeah, yeah, yeah. it was so, a, so domination. Yeah, you know I was. <laughs> I am Jocko. I was giving him a hard time about not training and um, <laughs> hassling him and telling me, you know, you're you're just addicted to that now. And he said, you're an addict. You're an addict too. And I said, what am I addicted to? And he says, you're. 
you're addicted to power. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, uh, if you can do it on the in the on the mats, better than becoming like a dictator. Or yeah, something. but the but the point is for me is when I I I never even like I would say maybe in my mid twenties I would get fired up like hey like we my platoon it would yeah. be the end it would be a Friday yeah. and we just got done with some hard training and we yeah. were in some random city and it'd be like oh yeah we're gonna go out and have a good time tonight and it was more about like hey I know we're gonna go out and have a good time about tonight than it was like I really need a beer yeah me too yeah and, and so as I did that that was just kind of normal and there was definitely the problem with that attitude is. There are people that have addictive personalities, and yeah. alcohol has ruined all kinds of guys in the SEAL yeah. teams and all kinds of guys in the military because it's really it's just a slippery slope to go from oh and it, this and is just normal to hey it's Tuesday night I'm at home I'm alone and I'm going to drink a twelve pack that's a pretty slippery slippery slope that people people get through actually just having Jason Gardner on. And he he was he he quit drinking just like maybe I don't know a couple months ago. Yeah. But you know I said, well, how much were you drinking? He goes, you know, I'd, I'd come home and I'd crack one open, and then I'd crack one open before dinner, and then I'd have one during dinner, and then I'd have one after dinner, and then maybe I'd have one before I go to bed. Well, there's six beers, and yeah. he's not a big guy, so six beers is like wow. you know it's, he's it's, a bu- it's good. And he's he even said like, oh, I would feel it, you know, not feel it like you know he's still doing everything he has to, but he's not doing it. Optimally, and now he said he, he's like I feel just amazing. That that, and that's pretty much how Jason talks. So yeah. he says I feel amazing now. So, but <laughs> well, he's one of those guys that, yeah, you know, you could go down that slippery slope, and he wasn't far down it. But he would look up every night and go, you know, because when you wake up, let's face it, you have six beers, you don't feel as good as if you had no beers. And that's something you talked yeah, about, Echo. Yeah, I remember that you were talking about drinking too much vodka or something. Yeah, yeah, fully. Yeah, yeah. It, the next day you feel like the brakes. And are that's on. the thing, like you wake up and you feel foggy, and like you know, like three days are wasted if you do too much any of anything. You know, like you could, who knows? But um, to put, you know. I knew guys that woke up and drank whiskey with breakfast, mm-hmm. you know, but it was so accepted in our world as well Yeah, um, that it was, you know, if you showed up for PT and you were hungover, it was a joke. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. what's up, Jody? You it feeling last night that. still? And, it was oh, a badge of honor. It was yeah. a badge of honor. You, like, oh, yeah, this guy's drunk. Wow, look at how well this guy can run even though he's yeah. hammered. Look at Middick running even though he's, like, throwing up on the move. That's soldier right there. Yeah. <laughs> there's, the, there's an old SEAL Master Chief at SEAL Team 1 before I got there, an old Vietnam guy. And when you went in to talk to him, he would pour shots of tequila. That's how it was going to be. Like, oh, it's nine o'clock in the morning. Cool. Yeah, you want to talk yeah. to me? Roger old that. School. We're doing shots. Yeah, old school. And that's again. There's people that can handle that, and there's people that can't. And broadly speaking, let's face it. And this is what I eventually thought to myself. Broadly speaking, it made no. It makes no sense whatsoever to me now. As yeah. I look back, I'm like, this yeah. makes no sense to me. This does absolutely nothing positive for me. Doesn't make me stronger. Doesn't make me smarter. In fact, it does the opposite. Makes you weaker and makes you dumber. Yeah. But it took me a long time to figure that out. And yeah. the weird thing for me is when I was a kid growing up, I was into hardcore music and like the straight edge scene of yeah, people. Yeah, you not had drink. the X's on your hand. You I didn't saying. actually have that, but uh, but I definitely listened to that music. And it was, it, it had an influence yeah. on me. Without a doubt, it had an influence yeah. on me. Because it was, it was, it was a, a rebellion and a counter to the kids that I knew that yeah. were getting drunk and acting stupid yeah. and smoking pot. And I'm over here going, literally thinking, "You're weak and I'm strong." Yeah. That's an arrogant that's thing to, to say, to but that's as a as a 
14, 15, 16-year-old kid, when you're looking at someone else that's smoking pot and getting drunk and you're thinking, they're weak and I'm strong, that's kind of a positive thing as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. yeah, I remember getting called weak when I didn't drink in the platoon. Oh, 100%. You know? But I grew up, both sides of the family have their fair share of alcoholics. Um, even, even as a kid, I was someone who, you know, even though I'm Canadian, uh, Nancy Reagan, say no to drugs, worked. Mm -hmm. Uh, like I said, I smoked hash a handful of times because my buddy's mom was hot and she sold it. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, and then I didn't, I didn't touch anything except booze. And even then, it was like, I was like you, I was like, I could go three months and not drink and just be like, oh, I haven't had a drink for like three months. You know, I quit cigarettes when we were on deployment because I couldn't run up the hill next to the to our camp. I was like, fuck, if I can't run up the hill, obviously these things are. You know, it was just something I picked up as a because I I watched Lethal Weapon too much. Yeah, right? Mel Gibson. Oh, okay. oh, and then and then Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis and Mel Gibson. All they did was smoke in their Do movies. Do people still smoke in movies right now? Echo Charles. A couple. Oh, way less. Yeah. Way, way less. Way right? less. Yeah. I was watching that movie Constantine with Keanu Reeves last night. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies. I don't know why. The, the demons and devils. Yeah, I don't know. I just like that one. But uh, he smokes a lot. But that's the character. He yeah. dies of lung cancer in that. Right. Too, like right? that's oh, part he of the actually the plot. dies of lung cancer. Yeah, he yeah. actually has it. Yeah. He actually has lung cancer in the movie, That's but uh, anyway, yeah, I just I but I and I and the guy who told me about this anti addictive personality like in my twenties, mm -hmm. so I kind of skated on that. You yeah, know? yeah, you felt like that was and more reinforcement for your personality. I just, but also like I quit smoking and drinking. Honestly, dude, like it, I said it was a problem because at the time it was, but it was because I was doing all the coke because mm -hmm. and it levels you out. And I quit drinking New Year's Eve with Kel. Like, she was like, I don't want to drink anymore if it helps you not do coke. And I was like, all right, awesome. So we quit drinking. But that the, the cocaine just wouldn't let go. And again, I'd go through like a week where I wouldn't do it. And then I had a week where I did it. And then, you know, but eventually, my like you said, your buddy didn't hit, like his bottom wasn't, like your bottom, you know what? I was thinking about, uh, your bottom is whatever you want it to be. And... uh and so I, I saw the bottom coming for for the whole for like the whole time, pretty much. Twenty seventeen I didn't for a lot of it. Uh, but near the end it was it was clear that there was a problem. Like I still didn't really see the problem until I was doing those interviews and then right before I saw you. But then twenty eighteen it was trying to level out and figure out which way it was up, which way it was down again, you know. And uh, you know, don't be afraid to call in reinforcements like we talked about last time. Like no, no one is a rock. No one's an island, right? Like you don't, like Rambo isn't real, right? As a, as cool as a movie character he is, um, he has air support. He has, you know, he has a fire team. He has a he has a machine gun team on the flank. He's got, you know, he's got a uh, indirect on standby. Like no one is a one man army, and you know, and I I talked about this last time, and I talked about it the first time I was on the show, and I keep relearning these things, but in different contexts. And you know, I'm. I hope I'm done learning uh, these these lessons. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, and I want to get back to just living positive, clean. Um, you know, I, I've, I'm repeating myself now, but dude, like, it was rough. And I honestly, I questioned whether or not, like, you know, like people like you or people uh, in, in Canada, to some of my friends, like, are they going to accept when I'm this honest? But I was prepared for the consequences too because that's I felt like what I deserved with my actions. Does that make sense? My, okay. And and I, for the most part like I said everyone's been understanding like 
and I, and it makes it easier for me to talk about. You know, one of the reasons I th- I've I've talked about with my psychologist why I didn't get PTSD from my injuries is because I talked about it so much. So I'm hoping that talking about this openly, and if 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 more listeners to the show, and you know, um, if you go to my show, the Jody Medic Podcast. I, Episode thirty nine, I believe, is full disclosure, where I tried to I tried to lay it all out, even more than we have here, um, and it, it feels better every time I tell the story, you know. And it's a lot to get into, like an hour or two. It is really, but you know, with us, it's almost like an evolution, <laughs> right? The first show we did good, but you know, even back then, like if things were. Things were getting to be a little dicey with mm-hmm. the politics and with the home life and stuff. But, and man, I, I just, and you know, I did go through a period where losing my legs became a real problem there. And Kelly's nodding her head because she saw it. You know, like when I couldn't wear my legs, I couldn't drive my car. I know I drove here last time, but I, I had with the hand controls. Mm-hmm. When I first took the legs off, that I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. I was in an apartment by myself. Um, you know, and anyway, I just, you know, uh, here I am. <laughs> do you, do you, you know, the dog's coming up cause you can feel him getting a little worked up right now. How hard day to day are you thinking to yourself? Like what's the temptation level daily where you have your friend that delivers of, right, right now? Yeah. None. So how hard is it? on like a day-to-day basis, what's the temptation like? Um, At first, it was massive. Like I would, um, you know that show Narcos? I can't, I can't, I haven't, you know know the show Narcos. It's about Pablo Escobar. Okay. So they just came out with season two, which is now the Mexican cartels. Mm -hmm. I haven't watched a single episode. We were watching Pulp Fiction, Mm -hmm. and I had to turn it off when the what's her name did a line of coke before when john travolta was picking her up like that is like i could i even now i avoid anything that has drugs in it for the most part um and at, and at first it was and even when i was using like if i was on a roll where i was like two or three or four days where i hadn't used if i put on a show like scarface i was like oh you can't watch scarface sober <laughs> you know deliver an eight ball or you know in a case of whiskey but, um, you know, as time has gone by and Kelly and I are finding more positive things, like HQ is happening. Like, like I, we call it HQ because it's headquarters for everything that we're going to do for the future. And we, we just started the, you know, we're trying to start a, a home business called Fireteam Alpha, where we're Fireteam Alpha. I don't know how you guys designate uh, in the SEALs, but for us in a section, you have Fireteam Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta. Uh, so we're fire team alpha within the section and we want to help other couples and individuals. Right. And our, our life coaching is going to involve some tactical flavor, you know, some shooting if you want things mm-hmm. like that. But, um, so, you know, like we're doing it and the closer we do it and the more steps we take the, the, like it's, I, you know, we were last night we were driving here from LA and we were like, we were both just kind of like, remember like, Three months ago, it feels like forever ago. Mm-hmm. You know, like remember I used to be addicted to cocaine, <laughs> and she's like, "What do you mean used to be?" Right? Like it's a bit of a reminder, but it's a, for me, I don't even know that guy anymore. You know, but that was just me back in December, 
And I like that. I like that I was in rehab with people that have this is their fifth time. And that scared the shit out of me. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean your fifth time? And then this other guy, you know, and they're all in their 20s. And they've been to rehab three, four, five, six times. I'm like, damn, I need to figure out a way to A, never be here again. And B, help you guys never come here again. You know, so we're even setting up a system with the rehab place because uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good place. If Actually, and it takes people from American Canada. It's called Thousand Islands Rehab. It's right on the border where they're with the St. Lawrence. Um, we are working on a system where as people, because transitional housing from rehab to normal life is a bit of a problem. So we are setting up, uh, once we have the headquarters built and everything by the end of the year, by next year, we're hoping to have like three or four bunks set up where we can bring in like-minded people from rehab. Do you already have a building for HQ? Are you working eh, on it? We're really, we're working on it. We're close. We think we have something. Uh, we are, uh, I am moving to Stittsville from Orleans in Ottawa. That means going from the far east end to the far west end. Um, we're very close. I don't want to uh, let the cat out of the bag in case, uh, like, but the guys that are helping me are, are really guys I met in politics, actually. And they're really great guys. And they see, you know, they, they've never held anything against me for what I've done. And if anything, they're at 42, it kind of sucks to be starting over again. It's better than the alternative. But it's better than the alternative. And, you know, I could have stayed in politics and, and you know, it's $110,000 a year job, which is great and stuff. But um, I quit a job in the 90s where I was making like sixty-five grand a year in the 90s as a 19-year-old, putting things together for Ford, uh, making way too much money, stupid money for a 19-year-old mm -hmm. because yeah. I wanted to join the Army. And I went from 850 bucks a week to 520 every two weeks, mm -hmm. and I loved it. And that's what Kelly and I are doing now. We are spiritually rich, and we are, and we want more. We're getting greedy. We want more and fulfillment and enrichment in our lives, and we just want to surround ourselves with good people. Yeah, you know, and, and you said earlier, and I held on to the thought. You said, "Hey, you know, you got to take care of yourself first. But you also, and that's that. There is definite truth to that because if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to help anyone else. Yeah. But I'm telling you, and you already know because this is what you're talking about. You can take care of yourself once you got yourself under control. There's no better reward in life than helping other people and moving people yeah. in the right direction and helping people find the path. Yeah. So, well, I mean, even through all these troubles, I, we talked about right before the show. The recruiting depot for the Canadian Armed Forces called me. And I don't even think I was at a rehab yet, was I, babe? No. And I and like I said, I wasn't shy about what was going on and and uh, the top shot from every platoon now uh, going through through our recruitment depot is gonna get the Mass Corporal Jody Middick top shot award. There's no greater honor. And I get to go and give a speech now to these troopers, these young troops, as they leave recruit, like leave, they're now soldiers. They've finished basic training. And I get to go and tell them like, hey, look at me. Look at what I did. And I'm a complete fuck up. But, you know, it's, it's who you are on the inside. It's how you redeem yourself. And it's how you look after those around you that makes you who you are. At least that's what I think. Look, and, and here I am giving you a speech less than three months after 
finishing rehab or just like three months after. And you know what? Hey, as awesome as the Congressional Medal of Honor or the Victoria Cross for, for me is, having something named after me that all the new troops see and some will point at and go, I fucking want that. I want to, I want that award. That's the best, greatest honor the military probably could have uh, bestowed on me, you know, to, to say you are someone we want our troops, our youngest, newest members to, to aspire to be like, That's, man, I got a job. I got a job. My job is to like, to, to be that guy. Yep. And, and if, if it means you screw up, it means you own it and you dust yourself off and and you carry on you know again you find a way and you and you know what and that's all i'm keep gonna keep doing that's why like friends like you and things like this podcasting in our generation is is how we how we do that and like again i i talking about it i i'm trying not to get emotional because there's a master corporal jody minnick top shot award and it's not just at like some unit mess hall you know like the whatever Every new recruit going through the depot is going to see this thing, and uh, and it's anyway. I I don't know what else to say. I'm speechless about it, frankly. Well, that's awesome, and <laughs> I mean that is that's just that's just an awesome honor that that these young recruits are going to come in and yeah, they're going to every it, single recruit in the Canadian Army is going to know <laughs> who you are and what you represent. And part of what they're going to see of what you re- represent once they sh- once they know your story is they're going to realize that you're not perfect. Yeah. And they're going to realize that no one's perfect. And they're going to realize that they can get control over the things that have gotten out of control and they can move forward yeah. in a positive way and make the absolute best yeah. out of what they're doing with their life. Like I don't know about you, but to, like something like that puts you in a posi- puts me in a position to be a mentor to these people. Oh, and, for sure. And, it's, and like same with like my my podcast, your pod. People come to you, I'm sure, out of the blue with lots of things, and and it's it, you know, sometimes I you know I stopped responding for a while because of where I was, but now I'm I'm getting back. Like I wear your t-shirts again, bro. <laughs> Like I don't Authorized. know. Do we say that? Do we say that on the on the air? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna. I want one of those before I leave. <laughs> you know, because you um, discipline does equal freedom, and it doesn't mean you govern every moment of your day, but it means the more disciplined you are with yourself, the more free you are to be yourself. Does that make more? That's how I've always that's, seen that's it. That's what discipline equals freedom yeah. is, man. I've, that's what Jocko, it is. You know, I feel like we're coming to a natural conclusion here. Maybe I'm wrong, but. Thanks, man. Like to both of you. Like I just I I need people like you that like guys. I look up to you, man. Like I know. I know it's weird. It's, it's weird. It should be the other way around. I know, but <laughs> I I do, man. I want I that do. top I shot do. award. I do. <laughs> and um, you know, you really you really helped me a lot. You know, and uh, and I hope I can repay the favor one day. And I and I know you say I don't know you, but I I. I couldn't do. I couldn't achieve what I'm doing now without the support of people like you in my life, and Echo, of course. Well, you're right. You don't owe me anything, and the only thing that I would like is for you to stay on the path and Roger keep that. moving forward, and keep kicking ass, and stay clean, and keep doing what you know you're capable of doing and what you're destined to do. Good copy. Check. All right. I think that is a natural. Can I just give a quick shout out to Wardall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the Wardall T-shirt. I think it's called the Dreamcatcher. He's a veteran in Canada. Go ahead, look him up and order some of his T-shirts. Help him out. A full is it twenty? 
I think 20% of his proceeds go to uh, charity for veterans. That's awesome. Yeah. War doll. War doll. The war doll. He got like a blog and he has some cool, cool swag. It's okay. a good dude. It's a good dude. Yeah, that's a pretty cool looking T-shirt. Yeah, I noticed it on the way in. Yeah, I I'll uh, I'll have him send you some. Check, um, Echo. Yes. You know, speaking of the path, sure. and path. whatnot, we see it's easy to slip off the path from time to time. It is. If we want to get back on the path. If we want to stay on the path, recommendations. Sure. From right. Echo Charles. Cool. I recommend jujitsu. So jujitsu as a strip. So you were talking about. Um, what? Restarting jujitsu, by the way. I like yeah, that. Good. Yeah. So relieving stress. You will have a good time with jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah. I'm finally comfortable enough with my leg stumps that I feel like I can roll with people without feeling yeah. inadequate. I've rolled with yeah. uh, quite a few people with various stumps. Yeah. Yeah. Stumps. Leg stumps. Inability. Arm stumps. Yeah. Um, Max. Hell, we got Jeffrey Al here. He's he's got no hand. And he chokes you with that stump. He's got a stump, and he chokes you with it. Oh, yeah. Sticks it right into your Adam's apple. Oh yeah. In that certain position. <laughs> Part of the game. Man. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah got it. He's gonna use it. Yeah. There's people no hands, no legs, both. Yeah. yeah. It's, I'm I'm finally able to deal with it. Yeah. And you're below the knee too, so you're you you can do some. Oh yeah. There's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. All yeah. kinds of things can go down. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's a good way. Stress relief. That's one of those ones that it's probably one of the biggest stress relievers there is yeah. that I've had anyway. I, my life is very you know simple, even right when you begin. He gets super stressed out, uh, yeah, as yeah. we know. Sometimes you got the dishwasher. <laughs> you know, if you want to go soy sauce bowls yeah. to their spot or silverware yeah, over there, it's that's a tough decision. You get stressed out. Luckily, you can do the jujitsu to relieve that. Anyway, I'd be stressed about the state I of this table. I did two a day yesterday. Yeah. I did two. I did morning jujitsu, afternoon jujitsu, morning gi, evening no gi. Dang. And you know what? My stress level was super low. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. so low. I was yeah. so stoked. But that's a, yeah. I did one yesterday, and I when? thought uh, noon. Dang. Yesterday. Okay. Check. Yeah, bro. Avoidance. Well, you know, Understood. my evenings are less. Um, how should I say? Available. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. As far as that can. Because you're working. Yeah, doing various things. Nonetheless, <laughs> stress relief, jujitsu, right? Where that's like a double, maybe even a triple, actually, maybe even like an endless benefit situation. Jujitsu. Yeah. But as far as the stress Physical, relief. Physical, mental stress relief, yes. Yeah. And it's it's so you're like, gonna like prevalent. It, and you, you actually, you were going to hate it at first because you can get choked. Yeah. Big you're going to get unblocked by people. For that. People, yeah. little, little 120 pound people are going to choke you. They're gonna they're yeah. gonna arm lock you, yeah. and you're gonna think this is not fair. Yeah, <laughs> but and it's the, not fair. They know I've been, like, I've been like a spectator of the community for so long. Yeah, though. like before I got wounded, I want I, my my plan was to come home and actually like train and, mm -hmm. and try and get a, a one MMA fight. Yeah, because uh, in Canada, like it wasn't that big a thing mm -hmm. before 2006, mm -hmm. and then you know the whole getting blown up thing. Yeah, but but it, I, I'm fully prepared for the uh, humility that yeah. Yeah. that jujitsu brings because uh, I need it. Frankly, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we all do. If you look at it, and since you're who you are and how you are, you're gonna you're gonna have trouble avoiding the part that it's like, yes, this person is like beating me up and can yeah. beat me up even though they're smaller. So you're gonna you're probably not gonna be able to avoid that element of, of well, regarding it's, it. It's a reaction. It's a it's a common action reaction to what's happening. Yes. So as long as I train to prepare for that. Yes. Like if I train my mind, right? Yes. But, but it doesn't change that if Kelly chokes me out, I will feel inadequate for yes. a while. Yes. yes. And that's that's so there's that part. But or will a, I? 
<laughs> you might feel a little bit more. Yeah. But there's another part red? of it. He's, 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 blushing. Blushing. he's blushing. No, no, no. I don't turn red, but I don't blush. <laughs> anyway, there's a, the other part of it is if you look at it as a problem-solving situation. You know, like, yeah. it's like, okay, he's not beating me up. He is, by the way. But you don't think of it like that. You think, okay, this is an issue. This is a this problem. Is a, p- a and puzzle I gotta, to solve. Yes, I got to learn how to do this. It'll take a while, but in mm. any puzzle situation yeah. you know okay yeah. i'm not gonna learn this thing overnight it's right. like a huge five thousand piece puzzle right in jiu-jitsu it's infinite but you know <laughs> you still look at it in that sort of way and then you start to accept okay you know the thing, you can I, accept the thing I really appeals to it uh appeal that what appeals about it to me is that even practitioners like of your guys's level like jocko's level or even what's his name the guy you who notice how he separated us Yes, well, Jocko's been at it. You've been at it since you were like yeah. what, twelve or something? Like, <laughs> no, 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 yeah. what's the guy Gracie? Even he says he learns every day. Yeah, that's you know? And that's what I like. You know, it appeals to me because there's no true experts. I mean, there are people that are, will kick your ass yeah. every day, but oh, yeah. they, even they have someone that could kick their oh, ass. Always, yeah. always learning. Yes. So when you do jujitsu, Jody Midic and Jocko. <laughs> you're gonna need a gi because mm. you got to do gi and no gi. You got to do both. Mm. I think yes. the way to fully stay on the path. Hundred percent. Do both. So you need a gi. You get an origin gi. You don't gotta that. ask what kind of gi do I get. Now you know origin gi. You saw the mm-hmm. one I just got. You got one for me? Yeah, we will. <laughs> you know we work <laughs> we on that one. one you. And <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get we'll get one for you for okay, sure. Okay, Roger yeah, that. Yeah, no doubt. Her size too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll, well, get you what we'll, you need. we'll rock origin Best all day. Best in the world, straight up, factually. Yep. Made in America. Where I know they, you're from Canada, but made in America actually means a lot. Yeah. Hey, bro. Yeah. North America. We're Check. a team. North America. Team. Yeah, 100%. So 100%. You, could, you can say made in North America, which is also yeah. true. America, yeah. hey, America means quality to me. It yeah. does. Except and for 80s cars. That's it. 80s cars. But even got, then, got, you put them back together yourself, and it's just a piece of pride that you can have in the driveway. You're good. Indeed. And these geese are no exception, by the way. Um, so, yeah, you go to originmain.com. That's where you can get them. They got a lot of other stuff. Jiu-Jitsu and... Just regular stuff. Regular life stuff. Life stuff. Like yeah. jeans. Yes. That's what I got to get you. I got to get you some orange and jeans. Oh, I'm a big fan of jeans that fit right. Yeah. They're legit. And you get your supplements there. Which will keep you in the game, on the path, 100%. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Most 100%. important supplement. 100%. Yes. 100%. Yeah. That's and awesome. I don't really use 100%. Per- well, I do, yeah. but... <laughs> You want to say ninety nine just in case? No, no. negative. No, Not oh, in wow. this case. That's committing. That's normally, commitment. normally, I would say ninety cent. You know, the one percent wiggle room. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Not, not in this case. Actually, they've proven to be the most important supplements I've ever taken. Better than Jocko's. They are Jocko's. Actually, oh, wait, now that okay. you mention it, so oh. Jocko Krill Super oh. Krill Oil, Jocko Joint Warfare, made in Origin Labs. Yeah, Roger so that. That's at Origin. Why. So you know, That's I see, I see where you, you know, yes. I can see. Okay, now, but, now I see. But nonetheless, they are straight up. They'll keep you in the game. See what I'm okay, so discipline go, which is a little bit of a nootropic. Yeah, boom. But Jason Gardner did his first echelon front gig. Nice. Dang, right in the game. Right in the game. And he sent me a text and and he was like, I took took three discipline go 42 minutes out from the (laughs) commencement. He goes, I was. (laughs) (laughs) And even it sounded like that's in the text? Yeah, yeah, that's how Jason is. He was so so fired up. But the funny thing is he texted me earlier and he says, hey, it's seven o'clock in the morning and I was at another gig and he says, hey, can you hook me up with some discipline? Go. And I said, I'm not at my house. Mm. My wife 
can get you the supply. On standby. See, this is sort of like the supply thing, right? Yeah, yeah. This is like, hey, yo, you yeah, deliver, bro? We deliver. Yeah. Oh, So okay. he went yeah. to my house, picked up a couple, picked up enough discipline for his gig. Discipline, go. And then he hit it. So, yeah, yeah if support. you feel like you might need a little something. Something. To clarify your thoughts. True. To ignite a little bit of extra brain power. Yes. Get yourself some discipline. Go. You can just get the regular discipline powdered drink. Yeah. The thing is, if you're going to be doing something where, let's just let me just call it what it is. If you're going to have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And you don't want to, like if you're going to go on stage and talk to people for two hours, and in yeah. the middle of it you got to go, hey, everyone, hold on a second. With boots, by the way, I've yeah. never done, and yeah. hopefully I never will do. Yeah, so that's that. You don't know anyone that's done that. I don't know. I mean, but you, you might. If you ever it, just you had know? to like go to the bathroom. So bad. In the middle of a presentation, yeah. But you don't. No, you don't. No, you, you don't. don't. Like wait, 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 let me, let me put it point. to you. Let me put it. Okay, I used to before going in the field, hydrate like crazy. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. and then so you hydrate like crazy, yeah. and then you get on a helicopter, and you got to piss, and then you got like a forty-eight minute, and as soon you're getting on the helicopter, you're like, okay, I, I just need, I should go right now, and you don't because <laughs> someone's like, hey, come on, Will and get in here. Mm-hmm. So you get in, and then you're flying, and you have to go to the bathroom so bad the whole time, the whole time, yeah. it like hurts. I've run off the herc, made just, a hard right, and just pissed. Yeah, like because the whole flight, you just you just so ready there to bust. are some times that. where that is really. That's a problem. So discipline go can help yeah. you out with that. Cool. Also, milk with some additional protein mm-hmm. going back in the gym, or if you're already in the gym, whatever. Milk, boom. To another two pronged effect with the milk as well. Additional protein and dessert. Yep. Boom. Dessert tastes delicious. Don't forget about the warrior kid milk, which kids everywhere are basically. If you want your kid to be just a complete destroyer yes. on the mats in school in everything that they do get a warrior get milk <laughs> yep and they'll be happy <laughs> Dude, about it too, I, w- I went off and i had to tell uh who was it tyler you know tyler the kid from origin yes. he was doing like the the jocko in new york city little video and i said i was going crazy kind of like i just did and i was saying that if you don't give your kids Warrior kid milk, that's child abuse. abuse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It kind of is. Yeah. That's neglect. If you think about yeah. this, though, and, and now I'm being real. If you have a kid and you yes. give your kid strawberry quick, mm-hmm. which is literally filled with sugar and crap, yes. or you could give them strawberry milk, which tastes just as good, if not better, and it's 100% good for the kid. Mm-hmm. How is that not child abuse? It is not. Okay, not so child there you abuse, go. Yeah. You got to think be, about your choices. We're going to call yep. the uh, the uh, child protective services when we're watching. Yep. We're seeing quick getting bought. <laughs> you're going down. <laughs> you're going to get in trouble. So <laughs> quick, chocolate, quick might have something to say about that. Chocolate and strawberry. Yeah, of course they do. Yeah. They're 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 going to pay someone and put more money into some politician's pocket to come after me because we're trying to make kids stronger. Bring it on, world. Yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> So that's that. Check. Yes, it is. Also, Jocko's store. It's called Jocko Store. And this is where we get our apparel. Right if you want to represent while you're on the path, it's good. We've got some new stuff on there. Lightweight hoodies. What do you what do you say? What did you use? Brady, did you see Brady's vote? People bet, and voted. That's fine. And Brady it's just fine. said Brady didn't even say heavyweight hoodies. He said standard hoodies. 
which I don't even yeah. want a standard hoodie. I want a heavyweight. I want a Canadian level hoodie. Yeah. You don't even right. like you know the what I'm saying? Standard. No, I don't like standard. It's kind of, kind it's, of. A it's too thing. easy to be average. Yeah. Standard. Well, okay, Brady. I respect it. I respect his opinion. That wasn't just his opinion. That was the opinion of a vote. Well, a that's Twitter vote. Oh, like one of those polls. Yeah. Or what? I, I get it. And it was 60-40 in favor of standard. If he would have had heavyweight on there, it could have been a whole scenario could happening have. unfolding. Well, well, good news is we already have standard hoodies. Okay. And that's a good thing. We have lightweight hoodies. Jody Minnick, what about you? Lightweight hoodies, yay or nay? Just in general. Don't nah, just I'm the not fact saying that the, it says lightweight though. She doesn't even yeah. like that. You I just like that. I want a hoodie. Yeah. I want just a hoodie. Why are you getting a hoodie? What if you're not because cold. because people in the world exist with different uh, how should I say opinions, different thresholds, different uh, takes on the hoodie situation no. rather than you and apparently Jay yeah. Middick. No, okay, I, here's I, another. I rock a, uh, a thin like a right. thin material hoodie. Right. Oh, okay, that's, that's what underneath, underneath my vest. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, which so is you're, full you're of goose support. down. You're over with Echo then. Yeah, no, no, but I have another. No, I have thicker. That's cool. Wait, wait he just said you're with side. me, and you just said no, no. So you're not. What I'm saying, I'm with myself here. This is I got evidently I have several layers of hoodie. Okay, good. Is what I'm saying. I I have very thick for cold, extreme weather, and I have very thin for you know, like California. Yeah. See, Jody is with me. But I did never call it lightweight. Uh, Yeah. Okay. You're where I'm at. You know what I think? I I just call it a hoodie. It's like a shirt material, maybe slightly thicker. You know what? Lightweight is a classification for warmth. Okay. So maybe call it temperate. Temperate, temperate, right. temperate. It's, it's a working title, you know. Roger but they that. are uh, arid, arid weather. Yeah, hoodie. Like, yes, for sure. Used to say this thing when, um, like, in the pipe or incoming. That's what incoming. you'd say. Yeah. yeah, incoming. So lightweight, temperate hoodies, whichever incoming. Too little. Anyway, some other new stuff on there. Anyway, it's on jockostore.com. Also, you can get more rash guards. If you really want to represent. So just to help out a, like a layman, a grass guard is to avoid getting like dragged across the mats and other people's yes. skin, right? And getting yes. your, your skin. That's part of it. All but of part of it is also you're just wearing it because if you and I are grappling, yeah. my fingers and toes and hands right, can get caught in your clothes. And okay. it's, it, it's a little bit of a pain. Roger yeah. that. Okay. And it's better with the sweat situation. Like if you're wearing this shirt, which is cool, by the way, uh, if you're wearing that, that shirt and yeah. you sweat all in it, you yeah, did yeah. 10 round, you know, and you're sweating. All, it's that's like splashing everywhere. You know, right, it's, right, it's everything. Right. The rash guard okay. is like it's yeah, because like it's the cotton uniform. can become a, a very abrasive uh, when yeah. it's wet, as we knew in yeah. our uniforms. Yeah. Yeah. Or some people wear it underneath the gi. Some people, Roger. So you know, if you're training gi twice a day for weeks, so weeks, rash guards are a, a must for training jujitsu. I Maybe once I get that. to know what I'm doing. The, the, yeah, they're not a must, but they're yeah. a nice to have. It's ni- they're cool. Yeah, Roger yeah. That. yeah, very good. I I prefer them big time. Oh, unless we have them, we have some represent the path big time in your jujitsu or whatever else you're doing, cycling, running, whatever. Some women's stuff on there, some hats on there, both flex fit and trucker hats. Jody, flex Sorry. fit or trucker hat? Ooh, I'm a big fan of the trucker hat. There you go. Because it gives me there the ventilation. Yeah. Right. See, cool. you like that echo? Yeah, I like that. And we offer that, by the way. See, but a flex I'm fit in the winter. Okay. See, we have winter in Canada, so Flex yeah. Fit keeps the heat in. Yeah. Oh, trucker okay. cat because it's very humid in Ontario. Well, we have beanies too. Speaking of winter, oh okay, so there you yeah, go. Bean, so uh, the beanie, the we call it a toque. Toque. We call okay. it a toque in Canada. Is that toque. the one with the with the no? Well, thing yeah, on top? yeah, or just anything that goes on your head that looks like a knitted cap. Yeah, knitted as cap. it's called in the uh, Army Field Manual. 
Boom. A toque. Yeah, we have that. And get your uh, toque, eh? I'm <laughs> impartial. I don't wear nothing. I don't wear hats anymore. Yeah, no. As much. Sometimes. You don't have to. You have a beautiful, perfectly round head. I guess. I'm I'm always hiding my hair. Yeah. I, like Shave when I have off, hair, right? when Shave I have hair, easy money. Because I get it gets curly and then it gets like really hard to manage. Yeah, very very you unmanageable. Know. Actually, if there's a picture up on my Instagram. If you, you know, if you followed Jody on Instagram, Echo, sure, sure. Um, of me at sixteen, <laughs> looking all kinds of roughneck with my hair. Yeah. I'm about this. I'm about this thick. Yeah. And my hair is just a goddamn disaster. <laughs> and it's beautiful. It's beautiful to see. A wild mane oh, of yeah. Jody Medicare. Yeah. My They're favorite actor good. was Mel Gibson at the time. I'm just going to say that. I, res- I respect that. Big time. Nonetheless, good stuff on there. If you jockostore.com, that's where you get it. If you like something, get something. Also, Jocko White Tea. Jocko White Tea. I've yet to try Jocko White it's Tea. It's really actually. too bad because I got some right here. And oh, I've been yeah. trying it all day. Yeah. Oh, Jocko yeah. reaches. Oh. Unless, yes, after, after the show. After. One of the many benefits, if you don't know already, which I know you already do, you can de- deadlift 8,000 pounds. There was a guy, he just deadlifted a bunch of weight yep. recently, right? Yep. In the rogue situation. Yep. Yep. Yeah. A lot of people are worried if they're competing in powerlifting. Right, right. Does and, they, and yeah, will you get tested for Jocko White T? If you. And they, they're already automatically going to know you're taking jog away if you do it. Yeah, that's kind of the test. That's kind of the test. So <laughs> you got to be careful. Keep it at seven. 7,500 in the tournament. You've got to send back a little in the, bit. In the, in the uh, competition. But other benefits are certified USDA organic. Think about that. You could drink a normal energy drink and become less healthy. Yeah. Or you could drink Jocko White tea. And you could become more healthy. More healthy, yes. That's a, is that a hard choice to make? I don't think so, no. It's not even a hard choice to make. Drink what's going to make you more healthy. Also, subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, first of all, you have issues because there's been <laughs> this is 169, and I used to think that everyone had subscribed at this point, but it was actually Echo Charles that proved me wrong because somebody tweeted like, no, I just subscribed for the first time. So if you haven't subscribed, subscribe through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, whatever. Leave some reviews. I was reading reviews. I always re- review the reviews is what I do yeah. that people write. It's, it's healthy. Yeah. It's healthy to review your reviews. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. And Unless then don't YouTube forget comments. about the Warrior Kid podcast as well. Yes. Yeah, let's not. The best kids podcast that has ever been. Mm-hmm. Does anyone disagree with that? I, I didn't don't even disagree. know there was a kids qualification or category. Yeah, yeah. or your kid podcast, family and children and family or something. It was like is the mm-hmm. category that it's under. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I did not know you had that. Yeah, Told the you. Warrior Kid That's podcast. How unplugged I became from the world. The Warrior Kid know. podcast, which I haven't put out as many as I should, but there's a reason for that. It, it's like there's a lot that goes in. I know it might not seem like it, mm-hmm. but. There's a lot that I, I put into those. I thought. Yeah, it's kind of my fault. I feel like I haven't done what all that I could have been doing to you know help make it happen. Mm, I got to work harder. That's what needs to happen. So there's that. And don't forget about the Warrior Kids soap, which we have some good new samples. You can get the Jocko yeah. soap. You can get the Trooper, the trooper, trooper soap. It's nice. Has the rope you can hang it on. Soap on a rope. <laughs> It's old school. Irish, Irish Oaks Ranch. Soap rope is super useful. Yeah, it has oh, a real yeah. purpose. Like, you know. know that, right? Well, yeah. here's the thing. We used to make it in school. Well, I never knew about that. I'm quiet here. It, you know, soap yeah. on a rope, and like all of a sudden, I'd be like, oh, that sounds cute, you know. And then when I say, oh, soap is actually on a rope. Yeah, for no, it's a super reason. useful having so that rope. It's, it's just kind of you never drop cool. a bar of soap again. <laughs> You're good to go. 
So that's Aiden. I, it's a big problem. I'm always like kid. Bar so, so he's making flying. it, and that way you can stay Dig clean. It. Don't forget about YouTube if you want to see if you want to see Echoes, what he considers to be his legit videos. I never considered using that word, but then thank you can you. see him there because he thinks his videos are worth you seeing. I actually kind of agree with that. Kind of. Echoes got Thanks. some. He's good at the editing. Yeah. Stuff like that. Either that or he just really does a lot of of editing. And, and makes it so you notice it. Because wouldn't it be a better editor that would make it so like yes. seamless that you would just not even realize? Yeah. You just feel it, you wouldn't notice it. Yes, you're, you're actually right. Oh, okay. No, yeah, you're right. When I do make those videos, if they're good, not good, whatever, when I do make them, I make them for myself, for sure. Yeah. So I'll put like sound effects. Like I shouldn't put sound effects while you're talking. But you when do you it think anyways. about it, yeah, like yeah. I can see music because music kind of enhances. What or, about explosions? But what? Yeah. What or, about crackling? Like why? How does that enhance fire. the message? You know yeah. what? It enhances my effects that I put on. Uh, see what I'm saying? <laughs> so it, make it, it keeps it you myself. interested in what you're doing. Is it what makes it, does. it interesting yeah. in, the, uh, in the video. So yes, you are correct. Psychological warfare. That's an album that you can listen to if you need a little help. I got a moment of weakness. Yeah. It actually, I've been listening. I listened to it a lot in the last three months. I, I like to hear that. Hey, w- back to um, your thing where you where you were saying earlier where you couldn't look at the shirt. I couldn't wear like, it. I couldn't wear it. I couldn't look. Brad, that was I mentioned this before. Where I, I mentioned the opposite though. It's like when you put it on, you can't skip a workout now. You can't slack. <laughs> it's the same concept. You walk straighter. Yeah, right? like you, you have a little bit more purpose represent. in the look in your eye. Yeah, but like I didn't wear Jocko's. I didn't wear any of the veteran T-shirt companies. Like I just, yeah. I uh, anyway. Yeah, when uh, you put it on, you gotta like you gotta represent. I, I walked out of rehab wearing your shirt. I like that. Yeah, and it's just you know, I, and this is gonna sound a little corny, but it's kind of just weird having one of your friends pep talk you out of bed. I gotta go ahead and say that, like you know, <laughs> put, putting on putting on the your psychological warfare album. psychological <laughs> warfare album on repeat, and it's like somebody you hang with. It's just yeah. kind of like I get it, Jocko. I'm a f- I, I need to work harder. Okay, yeah. like I texted like you yesterday. Weird. Like I get up at six. It's not Jocko timing, <laughs> but it's the best I can do right now. You know what's really Still weird is when I have to listen to psychological warfare myself. Yeah, that would be the most weird. I think that is the weirdest thing, or the most normal because it's kind of yeah. like, or it's the most amazing thing yeah. ever. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'd be the spouse situation. Actually, that's right, a good Kelly? idea. Be, if you are a person that's trying to do something, it'd be good to cut yourself a couple of tracks to explain to yourself why you're trying to do this thing. So yeah. when the moment of weakness comes, you could listen to me, sure, but you could actually listen to yourself. So, yeah. Actually, a that's a that's a great idea. Yeah. I've heard of do that. people doing Kelly, that with write like, that down. Like it's this is my present or this is my future self. It's like I've heard of people doing that. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, okay, I know that I'm gonna be slacking on whatever, and I forget what, exactly what it's for. But they'll be like, they'll put an audio note and they'll say, this is your uh, past self or whatever yep. saying to you. Future echo. Listen closely. Yes, exactly right. Saying, hey, this is what you're thinking right now. This is what you're feeling right now. Don't do it. Take it. you know. It's like you're talking to yourself. I've heard of that. Yeah, Never Kelly and I have it. a thing like where it. we go. That, that sounds something. like a problem for future Jody and Kelly to deal yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We gotta do you the opposite. Com- you can communicate. We gotta do the with opposite. Yeah. We gotta be like you dealt with that future Jody Kelly, didn't you? Yep. I like that. I joggle. We're gonna try that. We'll let you know how it works. I like it. I'll tell you right now. I, I, it sounds good in theory, but I'm all like disobey myself way quicker than I'll disobey you. Well, that's a good point. And I think a lot of people like that. There's that's probably why I think people it's so on both sides of the coin. Yeah, because huh? eventually yeah. you'd be like, I'm not listening to Jocko. He's yeah, just, I don't have he's to. just yeah. some guy. Yeah. Like, Yo, he's 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 crazy, <laughs> right? Sure, but then if it's sure. yourself telling you that, no escape. If yeah. it's if it's a a goal that you set for yourself, it's not my yeah. goal. It's a goal yeah. you set for yourself. It's true. 
I'm, I'm my own worst critic, so I don't know. I think you're, no, your you're right. Breaking critic. a promise to yourself is way easier. Yeah, because you kind of might be used to that already. It's weird. It is yeah. weird. I think you'd use both. Yeah, also, both. check out uh, flipsidecanvas.com. This is Dakota Meyer from Podcast 115. And he's selling basically badass prints. Is that prints. what you call them? Prints. I would call them prints, yes. Prints. You can get prints of what? Really cool stuff. Various prints. artwork. Uh, you know, like movie scenes, things like no, that? No, like there's a couple of them sitting over there. Good. You can get one. He made, you can get one that says. Oh, he's making that stuff? Yeah, Discipline Equals Freedom. So yeah, if you want to support. What's the It's called website? flipsidecanvas.com. And actually the reason right. it's called Flipside is because one of the last things one of his bros said to him before they went into that battle was, I'll see you on the flip side. That's what the story is behind that. That's awesome. So support Dakota. He's the man. And check it out. You can also get these, uh, these. Well, they're kind of reminders to you that you can just yeah. hang up yeah. and get reminded. Oh yeah, because we, we need to get reminded. Whether it's psychological warfare, whether it's a a print, keep yourself on the path. Whether it's a T-shirt, keep yourself on the path. Yeah. these things have an impact. Yeah, that, and those reminders are actually way more like powerful. These were powerful, but they're more powerful. <laughs> than you might think because think about like even like with drinking or something like this where if you have like a planned day tomorrow mm. where it has no room for drinking that day exactly. no room yeah. no room for drinking the night before or that day if you have it all planned out you're probably you'll drink your likelihood to drink way less but if you don't it's almost like you sort of forget to stay focused on what you have to do you know it's Discipline almost like freedom. a way of forgetting Discipline yeah equals freedom that's why if you have a planned day like you get more done rather yeah, than yeah. because you you fall susceptible to like what do i feel like doing yeah. you know you're led more with what you feel yeah, or don't the weird thing is when you're dealing with addiction that's when you f screw up the most the hmm. day that you have the big presentation or the big meeting that night before is when you will is that like self-sabotage or something? It's 100% self-sabotage. Dang. Because you want to get caught because you know you're doing the wrong thing. So you know what? Like, a lot of what my behavior over the last two, for the last two years was like, I hope someone, I think, or subconscious was like, yeah, somebody like, because it became, my actions became almost arrogant. Mm -hmm. Like in my boldness. Anyway, yeah. we're done with all that. Let's let's finish the I commercials. Our so, so <laughs> <laughs> these are more like announcements, tips Roger, to Roger. stay on the path. Hey, this so, is the Jocko Willing podcast. He can do whatever he wants. True, it's true. <laughs> so home gym, right? We're doing home gym. You go to onit.com. This is where you get your kettlebells, I rings. Have, I have all the monkey bells that they put out hey. like five years ago. Remember yeah. those? Oh Prime, yeah, oh, I got them too. And I got, bells. I got the I got the mace. The quad mace. The quad yeah. mace. That thing with is the head awesome. on it. Yeah. yeah. Do you have like a regular routine with the mace? I had one. Yeah. So I man, did I actually you do that jacked, one time. I actually jacked my elbows because of all like all the shooting I did as a sniper. Oh yeah. So I had to build up my inner like because what's in the inside? It's the golfer's elbow, right? I this no is idea. tennis. This is yes. golf. Anyway, yeah. I had to build up the tendons, and then I could swing the mace. Yeah, see, and that's what I'm saying. You try to do a little routine. If you're not used to that, bro, you'll feel all those little weirdo muscles that you're oh, not, you know. Bro, one of my buddies sold the house here in San Diego, yeah. and he sends me a text. He's out of town. You know, he's in the dames. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, hey, man, sold the house. Escrow closes tomorrow. It's done. I got a tire there and some other like bumper plates, whatever. If you want to go grab it, I'm not. I'm not taking it. So if you want to get it, otherwise I got to get it moved by someone. So it was a little bit of a you know good deal for him, good deal for me. Mm -hmm. 
and it's been raining here in Southern California. Anyways, I show up to the house, and you know, I'm, I I was pretty psyched to get a tire. You know, sure, tire. We're talking about a big tractor tire. Yeah, big tractor okay. tire. Yeah. But I was thinking like a big tractor tire that you know you could you know easily throw in a vehicle or something like that. <laughs> this <Yeah>. thing <laughs> was like freaking massive. So like something like uh, the Bigfoot would be. It, it's the... huge. Yeah. It's yeah. huge. Yeah. It's absolutely huge. I barely got it, and you know my giant van. Yeah. I barely, ba- literally, barely got into the most, the biggest van you a human yeah. can buy. I barely got it in there. After yeah. and it's and it was all filled with water. I had to get uh, a cup yeah, and yeah. scoop all the water out. Uh. And then I'm wearing my flip flops. I'm. Uh, it was a nightmare. Yeah. So, to my buddy that, uh, and you know who you are. I got yeah. your tire. It's in my backyard. I'm psyched now, of course, because yeah. now I got a cool tire. Dang but yeah. I, I also was like one of those things. I go, oh, you know, I've got a call and like. 30 minutes i'll just drive over there grab it real quick yeah. no, <laughs> no, no i was no. out there get barely making it back <laughs> but you made so, it yeah i yeah. made it so don't underestimate uh, underestimate the tire that's yeah. The, the, yeah. the deal you know clarify the tire oh, oh you yes. got a tire okay. yes you need a, a moving truck to move it oh, yeah. okay give me a heads up next yeah time. you figure tractor tire tractor tire no, you just I said think. the tire though. yeah so that there it's there's big, the little dude yeah. it's as tall it's not is it as tall as me? It's not as tall as me, but it's big. Yeah, like the one here. No, right? no, that's what I was expecting. At Victory, at, at our at, at our gym here, you know, yeah. Victory Gym. You know, we got a we got some tires. We got three or four of them. Yeah. This thing is bigger than all of them, but a lot oh, bigger. Okay. Yeah, you, you got jammed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, but you know, hey, he hooked me up. Apparently, yeah, so. he was probably vague on purpose. Yeah, he, no, he knows I'm fired up, right? Like, he, most people think uh, Jocko, Jocko won't the ask. biggest tire. It was an estimation. Problem. Jocko, Jocko yeah, won't sure. ask. Yeah. I know he won't ask. I can't <laughs> wait for him to go get that tire. Yeah. yeah. Nonetheless, so tires or otherwise, home gym, boom. Like I said, kettlebells, rings, jump rope. That's a big one too. Yeah. Don't forget the jump rope. Don't forget the jump rope. A lot of cool stuff on there. Go to work. If on you have it. feet. If you have feet. Yes. I mean, if if you can jump rope. Have you jumped rope? Can you jump rope? No, I've tried. Yeah, it seems there's like a guy though on, so on Instagram, like foot, ankles and calf. Yeah, right? uh, he, I think his name is Mad Matt on Instagram. He's a double below knee. I believe he's American Army. Anyway, he jumps rope, but he has like some prosthetic I haven't seen before. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try and get my hands on some of those. I like huh. it. Jumping rope is awesome. Yeah, unless you get them at onit.com/slash/jock. We got some books. Jody's got two books. The first book, which I covered on podcast 24, is called Unflinching. You can read. You should. You should definitely read it. It's an awesome book. Thanks, man. Yeah, it shows the path, the journey that Jody's been on, and now you know the rest of the journey. You can hear the rest of the journey, and he also wrote another book called Everyday Heroes. Yeah, which is so that's about um, I because in Canada the military book genre is not as well received. Let's say. Um, so uh, my publisher realized there was an audience when my book hit the bestseller list. Um, in Canada, though. I mean, there's less people in Canada, all of Canada, than there are in California. So let's, like, my kids aren't going to uh, Ivy League schools or anything. Uh, but so they want, so I wanted to do a book that would let other soldiers tell their story. And I'm hoping to make a series out of it. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a book that I think I could do every year and mm-hmm. never run out of material. Uh, so pick it up, Everyday Heroes. It's available every Amazon and, and anywhere. But some good old boys from World War II in Korea right up to Afghanistan. One of my favorite stories is this guy, Bruno. Uh, he disarms a suicide bomber while the guy has his fingers on the trigger. Yeesh. Yeah, the ball, like balls the size of, like, kettlebells. You yeah. Know? Like, so anyway, and he's a pretty good, cool dude. He's... He's out there somewhere doing the doing the good fight, but that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so pick those books up. You can also get Mikey and the Dragons, best children's book. 
in the world. Yeah, Mikey and the Dragons. Well, you know, Mikey and the Dragons. You can pick that one up. You can pick up Way of the Warrior Kid, Way of the Warrior Kid Two, which is called Mark's Mission. Jody, how does your daughter like Way of the Warrior Kid? Uh, in her words, it's the greatest book she's ever read, <laughs> and she's ten. Yeah, and she's a girl, and she's Canadian, and she's my daughter, and I can't get her to do like even jujitsu is an argument. I'm yeah. like, you're doing jujitsu, and I start. And she's like, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to. But for some reason, that book, and it sat on her shelf for a couple months. Yep. But man, when she read it, she said, "This is." I didn't. She didn't tell me she was reading it, but she said, "Your friend wrote the greatest book I've ever read." That she did a book is, report on it for school and everything. That is awesome. Yeah, I I think it's one of those things you don't want to force your kid to read it. You just put it there. You just yeah. kind of put it out there and let them read it. Just like any leadership position, you don't want to force things down someone's throat. You just make available to them the path. And when ah, they see it, they get on it. And there's going to be a new Warrior Kid book coming out in the spring. I'll let you know when it's available for pre-order. The big pre-order. <laughs> You the know. name of that, the subtitle of that book is Where There's a Will. So you got that one coming. You got the Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual if you need to. It's another little reminder for life. It's another thing yes. that will keep you on the path. It keeps me on the path. Just have that book sitting on one of my friends that is at a hedge fund. And in their, in their, you know, it's like a really cool looking, you know, hedge funds, yeah. they're New York City, all cool, all. Sure. Wolf of Wall Street what is, type stuff. What, what's the, yeah, sleek. That's they're the sleek. modern thing. They're very oh, sleek. Go. And he shows me a picture of like their, their, when you walk in and you, when you walk into a hedge fund, you want to, they want to leave an impression yeah, yeah. that they know what's up. Yep. There's a, this big white table. What's on the white table? The field man. The field man. One book. Just sitting there. <laughs> and he says everyone that comes in picks it up and goes, yep. what is this thing? This is awesome. So, Bro, it's perfect to be the only book, too, uh, aesthetically. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Especially if it's a white table or a black table. It goes table with everything. Or a gray table. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it, it goes with everything. It's very nice. So get that book for yourself for anyone that wants to get after it more or continually. Extreme Ownership. We talked about that a bit today. The lessons we learned in combat and how you can apply them to your business, to your team, to your family, to your life. Also the dichotomy of leadership, which is now starting to creep out from its older brother's shadow. Because <laughs> extreme ownership, everyone knows it, everyone loves it. Sure. But they're like, oh, dichotomy, oh, we don't know about your little brother. It's kind of like you, Echo. You're, you're, you're <laughs> Dang, Jade's bro. little brother, right? All right, yep, sure, yep. And you know, yep. it was kind of like, oh, Jade was kind of the guy, right? I don't you know. know. Came first. <laughs> Came you're, first. you're just the echo, yeah, right? Oh. <laughs> and Jade was Layers. Jade, Jade was bigger than you, right? Yeah, he was. Who's bigger, bigger than now? Echo? You see what I'm saying? So <laughs> I, dichotomy uh, of leadership is like the Echo Charles of the Jade Charles <laughs> family. Oh, okay. the, oh, you know Charles what's funny family. on that on that thread? Like uh, before my Jody Medic podcast episode one when we were coming to meet you when yeah. I was coming we debated Luke and I debated if Echo like I, I say I can't wait to find out what Echo Charles's real name is mm. and Luke says I hope it's Echo Charles yeah. because I just thought it was remember we talked about this yeah. Alpha Echo Bravo Charlie, Charlie yeah. Yeah. right <laughs> and then when I asked you and you're like no my name my name's Echo Mm-hmm. And why? What's Charles mean? And you're like, it's my last name. Yeah. It's, my it's, dad's last name. I, I was just re-listening to the shows, my shows the other day, and I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I can't yeah. wait to talk to Echo about like how I thought for sure your real name was like was yeah. like e- like Ernie or something. And he called you Echo because it's cooler. Yeah, and it starts with an E. Uh-huh. We didn't want no Ernie. On the uh, podcast here. Well, kind of like how you did with Tuskegee Bruiser. You did yes, that I did exact do that. thing. And maybe if your name was like Ernie, 
I would have had to change. I'm just saying instead of Ernie, it's Echo. Echo just sounds cooler. And then Charles was like because like maybe your real name was Charlie or something. I don't know. Yeah, I dig it. Well, with these books, good news. By the way, books. Speaking of books, yeah. all these you can you can get everyday heroes. All these books on jockopodcast.com. Yeah, I got them organized. Even. There's a list of books, all of them, and you can get the dichotomy of leadership there as well and extreme. All these books. Yeah, I got them listed on a page. Every books book we've covered podcast. Yep. You haven't got everyday heroes on there. You do now. I th- no, I think I did for that original. Oh, okay. Wait, um, cool. I, my or, book was on your website. I think for when. Real? Yeah, Not well, the original one. That, that is, one wasn't. Yeah. yeah, unflinching is for sure. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't oh, realize yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Every book that we've done is on is on. Thanks, Jocko Buy episode. That's probably why it's still selling. It's still selling. It's still it's selling. Awesome. That's yeah. what I mean. Well, it's, the weird thing you got to remember is that the lag time on the podcast is there's some there's 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 many many people yeah. that start with episode one today. No, bro. That's like what I mean. Today. When I say I get a message like weekly, minimum one a week, it's I just heard you on Jocko. Yeah. And then I go, like, I, I resist the urge to say, oh, if you heard me on episode, what is it, 24, 25? Yeah, 24, um, 25. Uh, wait till 111. Or, yeah. And then, you know, because <laughs> I want them to discover it on their own. Yeah, yeah. No, that's one of the coolest things is people, and people ask me, where should I start on the podcast? And I say, one. Oh, yeah. And they definitely build on each other. But they're also timeless, so it's not like you go, oh, well, they're talking about some political thing that right, happened right. in 2014, and I don't want to listen to that right now. Right. No, it's like we're talking about something that happened 480 years ago, and you do want to hear about it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but I saw the Dichotomy of Leadership. Someone the other day had, had wrote on Twitter, this is the best leadership book I've ever read, which is normally what I hear about extreme ownership. <laughs> so now I see a little, gotcha. little replacement there. Mm. Jade Charles is being usurped by his younger brother. <laughs> That's right. what's going on. Cool. So Jade better start to keep rooting for extreme ownership. You, you represent the dichotomy of leadership. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> we got Echelon Front Leadership Consultancy. What we do is we solve problems through leadership. It's me, Leif Babin, J.P. Donnell, Dave Burke, Flynn Cochran, Mike Sorelli, Mike Baima, and Jason Gardner. Someone put up like, dang. Everyone at this company is a pipe hitter. No one can compete. I was like, hmm? hey, I'm not going to say no one can compete, but we definitely have awesome guys mm-hmm. on the team. That's echelonfront.com for details there. We got the muster coming in 2019, May 23rd and 24th in Chicago, September 19th and 20th in Denver, December 4th and 5th in Sydney, Australia. That's right. Go to extremeownership.com. Every one of these events is sold out. And all of these are going to sell out. They're actually selling faster than they've ever sold before when we look at our data analytics. Sure. <laughs> the metadata. Yeah. The metadata. Met- I think it's meta. No, but we're going to say know, meta. No, no, no. Meta. It's good. we made it data. <laughs> How do you guys call it? No, no. We'll work on the Canadian one yeah. uh, after this. Yeah. Or the Canadian dates. Yeah. EF Online. One of the reasons that we did this is because not everyone can come to the muster. And every time I post about the muster, there's someone that says, when are you coming to Milwaukee? When are you coming to Detroit? When, when are you, you coming, coming to, to Ottawa? Ottawa? When, yeah, they're, they're <laughs> wanting to, And the, the bottom line is we can't go everywhere to do musters. That was one of the things that made us make this thing EF Online. The other reason is we work with companies that have tens or hundreds of thousands of employees. And... They say, oh, can you just train all of your employees? And I say, well, well yeah, sure. And then they say, I have 138,000 employees. It's like, mm, no, actually, that's going to be a problem. So had to solve that problem. We made EF online. It is interactive training 
online that you can take efonline.com we have also ef overwatch if you want if you want a combat proven special operations leader or combat aviation leader to come and work inside your company to make things happen then go to efoverwatch.com fill out the information whether you're a vet that wants a position or you're a talent seeker that needs people at your company that can lead and understand the principles that we talk about in extreme ownership then check that out and if you want to keep cruising with us all of us can be found on the interwebs on twitter and on instagram and on the face are you off are you off facebook no, he's on Facebook. Echo is at Echo Charles. I am at Jocko Willink, and Jody is at Jody Middick. Echo, anything else? I have nothing else. Thank you. Thank you for having nothing else. Jody, anything else, brother? Thank you, Jocko. Thank you, Echo. Thank you to the listeners. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm working on being the best Jody I can be. And thanks for being there with for me and uh, with Kelly and I. It's good that you have like a new mission. Remember, yep. that was a, one of the best ways I've ever heard it, heard it put. Like yep. you need a mission. Yep. So, man, if you don't have like an important mission, like yeah. you don't really care. That I mean, sure, I got, I know what I got to do tomorrow and the next month yeah. and all that stuff. I, but if it's not like that important to yeah. you, bro, you're gonna be like, all right, I need. Well, that's something. what happened, bro. Yep. I, the yep. politics getting into politics winning was a great mission. Yeah. And then yeah. I won, and then it, I was like the dog that caught the car. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, what well, do I do now? Well. And I tried to learn, and I, you know, I had the deputy mayor and the mayor, and they were all on my side, and I had lots of, like, they all, we still talk, but my, my they could say, like, they could see it. My heart just wasn't in it, you know? Yeah, and, man. like, Kelly would always say, she would always say, man, you know when you get excited when you talk about, like, going here to see the troops or going there and shooting and going there and, like, planning that business? You've, I've wanted to open a gym since before I got blown up. Yeah. You know, and now I'm back on, and I thought I could do both. I thought being the counselor would let me, like, you know, have a spot, open it, like, be there for meetings, and st- but it's just, the, like, it's not, doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Not for me, anyway. Maybe if I go, like, I might get political again in my 50s after I make a few bucks and it's a little less more to pay the bills, and or so it's a little less about paying the bills and more about getting things done. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And so, you know, but right now I need to be myself for a while. And so that's it. My 10-year plan is to be Jody. Boom. Check. And as Echo said, that's a new mission. The new mission with the place that you're developing. And, and you know, HQ. I, unplug, awesome. unplugging for as long as I did, I didn't realize how much you're doing. And, bro, like, the respect I have for you actually just went up hearing that. And it's not like I, it's not like it can go much higher. Don't get too egotistical <laughs> or anything. But, you know, a guy like me thinking you're awesome. But and my, my point is everything you're doing is for the community. And I had a sit down, actually shot show 2017. One of the guys I taught on his basic sniper sat, he's, he's one, of, one of the best snipers in Canada. Uh, one of our soft commanders. He said, uh, you need to stop. He was another guy who told me, you can do more for the community as Jody Middick mm-hmm. working for yourself than for working for Colt or Damaco or any of these other companies that I was looking at. And, uh, you know, and, and it's being able to take, take the reins of leadership that you have and and start doing the things listening to you talk i'm like because kelly and i like we have a five and ten year plan where we hope we can have an employment website where we hope we can have a speaking bureau 
that can take guys of a similar mindset and have a have a presence and put them out there delivering a good message and and you're doing all that and you're being a an example for for my kids dude and like because and and you know it takes a, a village to raise a kid and i and i want my daughters to know all the best people in the world and you know you're one of them and and you're just everything you're doing with the people around you like i'm 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 i have I have someone that's leading the way for me, uh, and I and I'm glad it's not just me doing it either. Does yeah. that make sense? Like I'm way be, I'm ten years behind you, but but now I know it's it's possible too. Yeah, no, it's um there's there's plenty of room. There's all kinds of people in the world yeah. that are, and, and, are are down to move forward and move on. And, yeah, and there's a plenty of pie for everybody. That's the one sure. thing. Right, right now in Canada, we're dealing with a little bit of like. Uh, too much competition, not enough collaboration and as far as the tactical after army world. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and the reason I, I kept throwing in Ottawa and Canada there is because they're hungry for Jocko in Canada. Mm-hmm. And and you and we should talk. because And we have a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, we have but, a little bit. But I'm telling you, it's probably bigger than you realize. Okay. So, anyway, uh, I just wanted to throw that in. You said anything else. And I, I'm just listening to you talk gives me hope that everything I want to do is achievable. There, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I'm I'm an average dude that I'm a hard worker. I will say that, but nothing special in any other way. And I just just and you're work a good person. After and and it, and good people attract good people. And you you know if you were hard to work with, people wouldn't work with you. And that's one thing I've learned. Like you know, if you want good people around, you have to be a good person. Yeah. No. It's it's awesome to work with all the guys that I work with before and we're all working together again as actually with Jason Gardner and we were just laughing because he got back from his gig I got back from my gig and he was just laughing saying this is so awesome man this is so awesome you're around all the people you were around in uniform and now you can help each other again that's what it's all about man that's what it's all about and speaking of those people in uniform that allow us to do this podcast people like you Jody all of our military personnel and, and also the police and law enforcement and firefighters and paramedics and EMTs and correctional officers and border patrol and all the first responders that are out there in uniform, all of you allow us the freedom and security that we have and that we relish every single day that allow us these opportunities. So thanks to every single one of you for providing it and to everyone else that is listening. We talk about the path and we talk about discipline and we talk about living clean, but it is not an easy path. It is filled with temptations and pitfalls and hazards and traps. And it's hard to stay on the path. And if you fall off, it can seem even harder to get back on, but you can do it. You gotta be honest with yourself. Do not be a slave don't be a slave to drugs or booze or emotion or whatever weakness is trying to be your master don't allow it tell the truth call out your own weaknesses then impose discipline impose your will and climb back up onto the path and set yourself free and until next time this is Jody Minnick and Echo and Jocko out